All right, Nick, welcome to the show, man. Good to be here. Excellent, man. How you doing today? Doing very well. Uh, my dad always said I had a great face for radio, so <laughs> I'm did, looking forward to it. Did he really say that? Uh, yeah, what all you, the time. What'd your mom say? Very supportive. Uh, yeah. uh, she is nicer. Okay, that's, that's, that's good news. I appreciate yeah. that. <laughs> well, now you can tell your dad, that, like, hey, guess what? You know, I have that beautiful face for that for the radio, and here, come listen to me. Mm-hmm. Do you think he'd be proud of this? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Okay, sure. that sounds good. <laughs> The Lo- Loving Life Podcast. Right? Loving Life Podcast. Yeah, I yeah. mean, you can't have a better name than that. Really? Absolutely. It's so funny because when I thought about it, I was like, man, this is cheesy as shit, but I like it, so I'm going to go oh, along man, with it. That's what it's all about. Yeah. It's about loving life. I agree, man. I agree. To the best of your ability, because, you know, as far as we know, we only get one, so. That's right. Yeah. That's right. I know people debate me on that one, but we can talk about that later. So anyways, yeah, man. So why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Uh, my name is Nick. I've been in Korea for eight years, and I teach at a university out here. I met uh, Jamal through jujitsu. Yes, sir. When did we meet? A couple weeks ago. A couple weeks ago. Yeah. yeah. I was getting my ass whooped by you. Uh, that happens pretty, a lot at, at, at first. Yeah. <laughs> and then probably about a year in, you start kicking everybody else's ass, and yeah. it gets a lot more fun from there. Yeah, I bet it does. Yeah. <laughs> Actually, it's funny because that one move uh, you did to me, the bow and arrow choke. Sure. Yeah. Um, I sent that to my friend because that was like one of the most painful jokes I've been in. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't and, feel good. And I was talking to her about it, and she was like, what do you mean? I was like, I can't explain it, but I remember you said it was the bow and arrow joke, so I looked it up, and I saw somebody do it on YouTube, so I yeah. sent that to her. She was like, that looks extremely painful. I was like, yeah, it is. Yeah, the thing about that one is that it contorts your spine, Yeah. so it's not just a choke. It's just really uncomfortable on your whole body. Right. Yeah, I know. Been there. <laughs> and I know you know <laughs> For the listeners. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Go go look it up, because that shit is not fun. <laughs> So, and I remember last night I was talking to you. I was like, yeah, how do I get out of that? You're like, well, kind of once you're in it. Yeah, that's one of those, just don't get in it. <clears throat> yeah, you're screwed. Yeah, so. It's a world of pain. Yeah, it is, man. But uh, Tap early, too. Oh, that's, yeah, that's yeah. That's the number one. Well, I learned that the rule. hard way. Yeah, because yeah, I was like, I could get out of this, and then, nope, didn't work. Yeah, man, it didn't work at all. I appreciate that, though. That was a lesson, man. That was a lesson. <laughs> so, anyway, so cool, man. So, we're drinking. And uh, for those of you who remember, Austin and I drank last week as well. So we're gonna have another soju, soju fun uh, episode. Hopefully it doesn't get. I don't know. Last week was like three and a half hours, so I don't know if it's gonna actually get to that level. Yeah, but we'll yeah, see. We'll see what happens. Yeah, man, man. Well, actually, you got soju and beer, so it might be even worse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll see. I might just switch to straight soju with you oh, after this yeah. one. We'll oh, see. Yeah, sounds good to me, man. But um, and we're gonna start off yeah. about that. Actually, we're gonna start off about soju. That's gonna be our warm up topic, and then we'll get into everything else. So go ahead, man. I yeah, so you... I have a story about the uh, the first. Uh, actually, it was my first day in Korea, and my which happened to be my first experience with soju. Oh, great! So uh, when I came here eight years ago, I didn't know anything about Korean culture, like even how to say "안녕하세요" or "감사합니다." I didn't know what kimchi was, and I sure didn't know uh, what soju was. And so I was here doing an orientation for like two weeks. Uh, learning how to teach Korean students. And at the orientation, I had a roommate. Uh, my roommate also didn't know anything about Korean culture. Uh, and we were told not to leave the campus. Like, just go to the orientation classes, go to the cafeteria, and go back to your dorm room. Um, and then, you know, once you go to your city, then, you know, you can enjoy uh, real Korean life. Right. But... <laughs> 
<laughs> we were so excited to be here and we wanted to have a little adventure so uh we were like yeah we're we're not staying on on campus we gotta go see what's up of course and so we're walking at, at night the first night we're there uh down you know one of these typical drinking streets with tons of neon lights everywhere and i asked him i'm like hey man do you know anything at all about korea and he said well i i heard the word soju and he's like it's basically korean beer nice (laughs) and so uh we go into this place that looks like you know people are having fun and drinking and we sit down and we call the waitress over and we are like hey uh can we get two soju please and we say it in english of course but she understands and she looks at us strange Mm. but she brings two bottles of soju and we not knowing anything just open the two bottles of soju cheers our bottles and start drinking like beer oh you so you're drinking it just oh, like a regular beer we're we're drinking it. no shot glasses Damn. no anju right. you know side dishes right uh just two dudes two bottles of soju right and we're not even thinking to like look at the, the alcohol, alcohol percentage or anything. Yeah, yeah. oh man and so we're excited we're sharing stories we're we're in there just getting to know each other having a good time and we wind up drinking that first bottle in like five or ten minutes. Oh, and so we do what any logical people who don't know anything would do. Right. And we order two more. Right. And so this time she looks at us real strange. Right. Like, who are these motherfuckers? Right. And uh, But she brings them, you know, and we crack them open. We're drinking. And I'm starting to feel a little tipsy during the second bottle, of course. Oh, yeah. And, but I, I don't want to seem like I'm not a strong dude. Right. And so I'm kind of acting like I'm good. Right. And I think probably he was doing the same thing. Uh huh. You know, like, oh, I'm not going to say I'm drunk on (laughs) my second Korean beer. Right. Right. You know? And so we drink that one pretty quick too. Right. And, um, we order a third one. Oh my God. Big mistake. Right. Yeah. And so it comes and we can't hide it anymore. Right. We're drinking this third, you know, quote unquote, Korean beer. Oh, my gosh. And my buddy is like, he has his elbow on the table and his head is like sitting in his hand. You know, yeah. he can't even keep his head up. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, what we don't realize is his elbow keeps hitting the ding dong oh, on no, the table. On the like button. ding dong, oh, ding yeah. dong. Okay. And uh, so, you know, it's calling the waitress over. Right. But we don't realize what's going on, so we just look at each other and we're like, "Man, the the service in Korea is so good. Right. Like she really <laughs> is cares attentive. about us. Right. Yeah, she's so attentive. But you know, every time she comes over, she's just like speaking in Korean, right? And we have no idea what she's saying. So, right. and we're drunk, yeah. And so, <laughs> anyway, we don't even finish that third bottle because we're like, we need need to get out of here. Uh, and so we go out, and the place is like five minutes away from where we were staying okay but it took us like one hour to find our to yeah find our way back we (laughs) had totally forgotten which way we came nice and so that was my first experience with soju i was so hung over the next the next the next day and i you know i'm telling this story to you know other people in the orientation the next day and like they start to tell us everything about korean culture like where we fucked up yeah which was pretty much everything yeah 
and uh so yeah that was a pretty good memory about my first day that's hilarious though yeah. so but you made it back though so that's made good. it back <clears throat> made it back and that's better than a lot of stories that the, i've heard that guy who i was with he's also still in korea and oh, really? like every time we hang out that's like a huge source of laughter yeah of course <laughs> that's amazing yeah so so were both of you like the next day when you're at orientation where you're just like oh fuck this. oh dude death yeah absolute death yeah did you at least hydrate uh no i mean i was young and dumb and what was that i was 22 right yeah 30 31 now yeah i've been here for a while yeah no that's crazy though man Mm -hmm. and i remember you were talking to me before about traveling to different places um since you've been here right like traveling around asia yeah Yeah. no that's awesome i want to do the same uh yeah man i've been about 20 countries or so some more than once nice um and i'm sure we'll talk about that later because that's one of my passions awesome uh, traveling i can't wait so okay so this is your first day yeah essentially like first day in korea Mm -hmm. and you get fucked up off Mm -hmm. of soju your friend and you yeah and then you saw other so you didn't get in trouble for this no we no they were none the wiser okay yeah they didn't know yeah and if they look at you they could just be like well you're just tired yeah <laughs> yeah they're, they're probably just you know i'm jet lagged you know right yeah that that could have been a good excuse exactly. that's what that yeah. would have been my excuse yeah, yeah. i'm jet lagged but they, they didn't mess with us at all so yeah. we we just kind of struggled through the day and right. like yeah yeah and did you have like could you like eat or drink anything because i know when i've gotten to like like gotten like really drunk like the next day it's hard for me to like be around food it's hard yeah. for me to drink anything besides water yeah, no, I mean, well, of course, at that time, I could barely use chopsticks. Right. Oh, man. And, like, I didn't even really care for Korean food at that time. Right. Like, now, I'd be all over it, what, right. like, what they were serving in the cafeteria. Yeah. Uh, but then, I really wasn't that excited to eat the stuff they had anyway. Right. So, it wasn't that big of a deal. Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Now, hitting the call button, your friend hitting the call button is yeah. hilarious to me. Now, for those oh, of you who God. don't know... Yeah. In most restaurants in Korea, there's like a little call button. So you don't have like one server. There's just like a call button. You hit the button and then a server comes over and asks ask you what you want. So for somebody to keep hitting that over and over again, drunk has had to piss off the establishment oh, in yeah. some way. Shape, for sure. Yeah. For and sure. she was probably looking at you guys like, I hate, I hate, <laughs> I hate your existence right yeah, now. Yeah. Like if we were the only foreigners that she's ever met, yeah. like she it's a hates bad foreigners now. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, for sure. You know, but I wonder if they actually like <clears throat> took pictures of you or anything. You know, they were like <sighs> looking at you like the laughing stock. Because if you were drunk, you probably didn't know. But they probably have yeah. like videos of you. Yeah, mate. Well, yeah. I don't know, man. Eight years ago was a long time. I don't think everything was documented as much as it is now with like social media and everything like that you should go back you should go (laughs) back yeah you should go back with your friend and just be like hey do you remember us and then like look around the restaurant and say there's like pictures of you guys around the wall or something like that (laughs) you know like right now she's probably on like a korean podcast just telling the story story. she's like you won't believe these two guys that came into my restaurant like eight years ago that will be fucking idiots (laughs) yes oh my gosh can you imagine how often that happens like we tell stories of our experiences abroad and then people tell their experiences of like I'm, of like dealing with foreigners yeah, on, sure. on podcasts. I'm sure it uh, overlaps be, a bit. That'll be amazing. See, that's why everybody needs to like know every language in the world, and if that'll mm-hmm. ever happen one day, because then you can listen to you know every podcast and read every book and just like see other people's experiences from their perspectives. I think that would be amazing, dude. That's coming soon. Like, I hope so. Google Translate, yeah, is getting pretty good. Yeah, I, I was on a, a date the other day, and. Um, she her her 
English was not very good. My Korean's not that great. Right. Other than like being in a restaurant or something like that. Right. Uh, but we got by pretty much ninety percent on Google Translate. That's awesome. Yeah. So I, I think our jobs are going to be obsolete pretty yeah. soon, yeah. taken over by computers. Yeah. Pro- yeah. Actually, yeah. you know, it's interesting that you say that because I agree too. I think like technology. I've said this before, but technology there has to be limits with technology. You know, so and especially in terms of like uh, people's jobs, you know, like what happens when our jobs get taken over, you know, then what? Mm -hmm. I think that could be good in some ways because it allows us to be more innovative and creative and maybe it allows us to have more time to explore our own passions. Yeah. But at the same time, you have to make money, right? You have to make a living in some way, shape or form. So in jobs is, you know, having a job, having an income allows you to do that. So if you no longer have that, then what? Right. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It, It seems like people's identity is based so much in their job. Right. Like just that's what it's been like for every generation until now. But I, th- I think we're going into uh, a generation, an era where we're not going to need everybody to have a, a, a job per se. Like we're, if we can simplify things and not everybody needs to work, then right. shoot. Yeah. Don't work if you don't want to work. Right. I mean, I want to do that, but I still want money. Can I do that? I would would love to like wake up every day and just like read. That gets into sort of like political philosophies where you know the government would give give people a stipend and it's kind of communism and things like that. But yeah, um, but if we don't need to work, like what's the you know what's the point if everything can be done by machines and computers? It's a good point. Yeah, it's interesting and like and it's it's kind of like I don't know how it would look like. You know, I would like to sit down and ponder that for a while. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah. it's, it's fascinating. It's a ways off anyway. Yeah. Well, yeah, of course. Yeah. But it's at the same time, it's definitely not... I don't. I wouldn't say it's not that far off in the future. Mm. You know, may I give it like, what, maybe 30 years? Yeah, it's definitely moving that way. Yeah. That's for sure. 30 years, I'll be 50 in the 50s. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. It'll it'll affect us in some way, shape, or form, like I think, at least. But we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. I wouldn't mind that in some ways, but I also kind of scared in other ways. You know? Yeah. I think that there, again, should be limits to technology. So, just my opinion. But I also had a similar experience with Google Translate. I went out on a date with a Korean girl a couple weeks ago, too, and used Google Translate, and it worked pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I know basic. When I first came here, it was terrible. Right. And I would, like, forbid my students to to use it. But now, it's, like, scary good. Nice. And that's anyway. Well, I would hope so. I mean, you've been here for a while. Yeah, yeah. So, and that's good. So, so you're Korean. If you're going out with a girl, you can yeah. have basic conversation, yeah. right? But like when you start getting into more complex yeah. topics, that's when right. it gets okay. Gotcha. Exactly. Right. And do you ever get into those complex topics? This is kind of sure. I'm, I'm not trying to impede, but like, do you guys? Oh ever no, talk no, about like hey, politics? man, I'm, a, I'm an open book. Whatever, okay. whatever you want. Yeah, All we right, talk good. talk about politics. You know, that's the thing to talk about right now in Korea. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, sure. We talk about politics and okay. we, we talk about, uh, everything that I would talk about with a, an American woman if, right. if I was interested in American right. women, which I'm not. <laughs> right. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I don't blame, I don't blame you, yeah. I guess, in some ways. We should talk about that a little bit further later on why that's the case. <laughs> but, um, but you know, okay, cool. Because I remember my, my first date was like simple, like what I like, what I don't like, what she likes, what she doesn't like. And that was it. Was so, that your first date in Korea? The other day? Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would, I'd like to know about that. It was good. Yeah, it was cool. It was kind of funny how it worked out. But um, but yeah, we, we got together and it was like, it was like, I asked her, 
are you hungry? And she was like, no. I was like, okay, cool. Let's walk around the garden, which for those of you who don't know, I live behind like a beautiful garden and park. So we just walked around and then we in just talked ha- for a little Hanbat bit. Sumo Guan? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Over here next to the expo yeah. park. Yeah. So we just walked around and we were just talking about like things that we like and just like, uh, uh, food and like mainly it was like mainly food right what types of food she likes what types of food I, do, I like and then you know vice versa um and then we were talking about like music a little bit and then like movies but that was it so like the conversation was simple enough and any and anytime a guy like more complex and we would use google translate yeah but we didn't once talk about politics you know, right. which is why I was like, I was like, oh, wow, you were talking about politics on your first date using trend, like Google Translate. Well, I, I'd met her before. Okay. Uh, so, like, two weeks ago, I went to a wedding. And uh, my buddy, he's an American guy, uh, married a Korean woman. Okay. And their wedding planner uh, was there at, at the wedding. And uh, I met her there, and we talked a bit there. And so okay. it was, like, the first date, but it was the second time I had hung out with her okay so there was like a base yeah there was a base okay okay all right that makes sense yeah that's pretty cool too are you one of those guys who like to who likes to cut through the bullshit when you're talking to somebody or like when you're talking like when you're on a date like i don't want to waste your time you know let's not waste my time what are your interests what do you like what do you need in your life (laughs) and Um, if i could give you those things i can if not then you know thanks for your time you know actually i don't know what kind of guy i am really because uh I was in a really long relationship uh, before, and so I'm, I feel like I'm brand new to this dating stuff again. Right. And so, uh, yeah, I'm just kind of taking it easy and just trying to enjoy myself and, and have fun. Yeah. Uh, not really thinking too much into it. Yeah, that's the way to yeah. do it. Yeah. Nah, I'm right there with you, actually. Oh, yeah? Like, me, I'm so busy with everything. Like, I have so many different things going on. Like, I'm not really too worried about the dating realm like yeah i love women like if, of course if, but <laughs> if something great comes along then it comes of course, along if yeah. not i'm not gonna i'm not like, tripping yeah yeah like i yeah i'm the same way then yeah we're not tripping about it so and like i said besides be, like reading and games and school and then work you know mm-hmm. and my other personal projects that i'm trying to do as well um which i'm really passionate about fixing the uh the uh, citation system that we have for academic writing. Okay. Yeah, you know how we have like the MLA style yeah. and the APA style. I think I want to. Why create... don't we just have one? Yeah, that's the what universal. I'm... That's yeah, that's, that would make sense. That's what I'm in the yeah. middle of doing right now. Okay. It's annoying me so much as I'm writing my thesis. Mm. It's just it's so fucking aggravating. So yeah, yeah. well, think of uh, what do you teach? English. I, I mean, yeah, to... critical thinking Who? to first graders through sixth graders. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I, I teach university, right? Yeah. And I teach academic writing in university. Teaching citations and all that is such a pain in the ass yeah. because there's so many different styles and, you know, they, they're they very competitive yeah. at my university. And so they have a lot of questions. Like, they want to do it correctly. They want, they want to get good grades and, right. and everything like that, of course. And uh, so I find myself, like, reteaching myself all, all of these things because there's so much to learn right about doing it correctly and 
and it's sort of constantly changing. So. Yeah. It's always changing. Yeah. That's what's also that's also what's no- annoying about yeah, it. Yeah, these sty- new style There's books new come style out books. and they're like, okay, now we're doing it this way. Now, yeah. you know, it's just dumb, you know, because like one, it it's is. it's stupid, right? And, and it's, it's everybody, all of these institutions trying to. It's basically a dick measuring contest. Right. It, that's exactly what it is, and that's why it's annoying. So I'm currently. You should in the put that in your thesis. Um, I, I briefly mentioned it that to should, my professor. It should be in your abstract. Yeah, it should. Because, like, what <laughs> happened was I sent my proposal to my professor, and every single time, she will always talk to me about my citations, specifically mm. in the referencing section, mm. right? Oh, you missed a comma here, or that's or that, or just the first word of the title is supposed to be capitalized. And I'm just like, listen, come on now. Like, and, and then I did a couple things that were in the, that were apparently, like, a part of the older edition, and she was like, oh, well, now it's updated, so now you have to do it this way. I'm just like, this is just too much. And it's like very minor changes, like yeah. extremely minor changes. Oh, yeah. Like, oh, a space after the space after the period. Like, are you are, – this Absolutely. is a joke, right? This is Absolutely. bullshit. So after that, then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. After – or like I'm going to spend some time, and I'm really just going to create like a universal model that mm-hmm. everybody's going to accept. So I'm, I'm in the middle of doing that, and I'm just pretty much going through – the MLA style, the APA style, the Chicago style, and just trying to take everything from there and see like what is needed, right? What are the what is the most important information, and then trying to create like a like a table, right, that you mm. fill out, right? Because if you go to Microsoft Word, for example, you go to references section, you can add citation, right, yeah. and then you 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 put in certain information and it kind of does it for you, right? right. So I'm with the same same system, but universal, right. And then just have like drop down menus and then you can fill in everything else. And then that system will automatically capitalize the sections or bold the sections or italicize or underline other uh, sections as well. Mm. So I am i don't know how I'm going to implement this, but this shit is getting done because <laughs> this is annoying. <laughs> yeah, it's very annoying. Yeah. And I don't yeah. know how I'm going to be like, hey, everybody should adopt this model. But it's, I'm going to start with like try to start with like one institution or whatever organization and then just just have it just grow from there. Yeah. So, Yeah. Uh, yeah, that sounds like a worthy cause. Uh, yeah, man. So, anyways, the point I was saying is because I have, like, that and other things going on. Like, I'm just women is kind of, like, in the back burner at the moment. So, I have a couple girls I like, but nothing has developed yet. Mm. So, or it's, maybe it won't it's, develop. It's so we'll hard. Like, you know, relationships and, and whatnot. Yeah. Oh, man. It's annoying. Yeah. Because for me, I'm the type of person, like, I don't... <sighs> What's the best way to say this? I'm not the best person to try to chase somebody because mm. I don't I don't like to waste my time. Yeah. So if I'm interested in somebody, I would just blatantly say that. Yeah. I'm like, hey, I'm interested in you. I would like to spend more time with you and just kind of see what happens. Um, yeah. A lot of girls in my experiences don't like that. They kind of like to chase. They kind of like be taken out a little bit and, you know, you know, wine and dine. And there's nothing wrong with that. And I don't mind doing that. But I also don't want to do all that and just kind of just be friend zoned. You know, a few months later, because then I feel like that was kind of a waste, which sounds bad. But now, it's just how I feel. Of course, none of the listeners uh, are in here in the room with us. But if you have a lady over, I would recommend taking the mattresses off the wall. Yeah. And um, it's a good idea. <laughs> putting them on the floor. Because yeah. right now it looks like... It, like while i'm in here there's mattresses up against the wall yeah there's uh blankets and pillows everywhere it looks yeah. like this guy's throwing huge orgy parties <laughs> uh every weekend that would be fun actually but yeah. no i'm not doing that uh, <laughs> yeah but that would be an interesting experience actually the funny thing is is that this was the bed the bed behind me yeah <clears throat> is the bed that my school gave me okay right 
Um, but honestly, I didn't I didn't really like it as much. It really wasn't that comfortable to me. So I was like, I'm just going to buy my own bed. Yeah. So the bed behind you is the one I sleep on. Okay. This is a queen size mattress. Extremely comfortable. I bought for like 200,000 won. Yeah. Which is like 200 bucks. Yeah. Cheap. Right? So I just decided to keep this one as a guest mattress. Yeah. So no orgy party. Sorry, guys. Yeah. It's a shame. Yeah. I mean, if you want to use it for you're that, sit- you You're sitting on a gold mine. Right. <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> We get, I don't know how that. Just imagine going on like Dejan Peeps and just like posting that. That shit will be hilarious. <laughs> Orgy party here, Manyan Dong, nine o'clock. Gold tower. Bring soju. We're swimming in gold coins. <laughs> right. Condoms are provided. <laughs> oh shit! Actually, I should do that as a joke. Do that on <laughs> April Fool's Day. Next April, I'll do that. April Fool's Day. We're, we're totally gonna remember that. To guarantee you, I'll get removed <laughs> from the group. There'll probably be like police officers at my door like the next day. Like, you know who they should remove from that group is all the people who ask stupid fucking questions all the time. It's me, actually. That's the the worst group. Yeah. Like, but every once in a while, there's a gem that is helpful to me. Yeah. So that's why I stay in there. Yeah, I agree. No, and honestly, that was me a lot of the times. Like, for the first, because I'm still, it's my seventh month here. So still, I go in there and ask like questions. Oh, man. And I remember I met one guy, you know, the watering ghost. I've never, I've heard about it, never been there. Okay, so I go there often, and I met a guy there. He was like, oh, you're that guy who asks all those damn questions on the Deja Vu's group. And I was like, yeah, man, that's me. Yeah, you don't want to be that guy. You don't want to be that guy. Yeah, I was like, yeah, man, that's me. I'm sorry. You know, I'm still new here. He's like, nah, it's all good, man. I just think it's funny that I'm actually meeting you in real time. The Cinderella phase, man. Yeah. Yeah. I I, I envy you a little bit. I I wish I was back there where everything looked fresh and you can exciting. do exciting you just got to go to another country and do it yeah that's true yeah. <laughs> just I've like thought about that yeah you, about can, that. you can still do it you know i mean i don't know what your plans are well but... you know it's uh, the job i have now it's going to be tough to give up i mean two huge vacations like two months each yeah and i'm so comfortable yeah every month it gets i mean every year it gets sweeter right like and harder to leave hey man <clears throat> life is good right life so, is know, good why would you mess it up loving, I, loving I totally, life podcast loving life there you go no honestly i like i totally get that like even with here like my first six months life has just been significantly better and i mentioned this in the last episode i was like you know here i'm not living paycheck to paycheck not living that life is amazing mm. you know living paycheck to paycheck is a pain in the ass yeah you know working 50 60 hours a week sucks you know sometimes yeah. sometimes longer you know yeah so here i can work a 40 hour work week right and be okay and I have extra money to pretty much buy whatever I want, right? And I can save some money and I can do and I'm investing some money and all this other stuff. So I can do that and be comfortable and enjoy my life here. Why would I fuck that up? Like why would I leave it? You know? Well it just makes no sense. Yeah. And and, and the real the real money's in private lessons. Yes. Uh, and right. Unless the Korean government is listening, in which case of course nobody here is doing <laughs> this is pri- for, private lessons. This is from what I've heard. <laughs> uh, yeah. But I heard some people yeah. enjoy making uh like 50 bucks an hour doing private lessons oh yeah um not me though yeah uh, i love korea plead the fifth <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah yeah <laughs> m- money can be made money can be saved right. low cost of living right i mean you can easily save more than a grand uh, per month yeah if that's what you want to do right in my case i don't save money right. i spend all my money on traveling the world and experiencing uh all that life has to offer there you go because you're loving life man but uh <laughs> you know a lot i do know a lot of people that are on the saving plan and mm. they've saved tons of oh money. yeah oh yeah 
Yeah, I mean, I think I think that's why most people like teach abroad actually to kind of save money, especially for if they have student loans. Um, oh yeah, yeah. I pay. I, I went to a private liberal arts university. Super expensive, like twenty four k a year. Right. Uh, I had a, a couple scholarships, which made it less, and my parents helped me out a little bit, but uh, I still had some student loans, quite a bit of student loans, and I just paid them off two years ago nice and it felt Amazing. so good like, a like for the fresh first seat. time not owing anything to anybody right and i don't have a car so no no car payment no car insurance mm-hmm. i get a housing stipend from from my job so you go, don't man. have to worry about rent right um yeah See, life is good. Life like, is why good. would you leave it? You know, yeah. like, it doesn't make any sense. You know, yeah, it's but, a, it's a, but it's always like the grass is greener, right? And then, uh, but I'm, I guess, old enough, experienced enough to know that, yeah, if I were to go do something else or go to another country, I would for sure regret it. Yeah, yeah. Well, why don't you just like, I don't know, stack your money and then go to another country and then start over again? You know, can you do that? I could you know i mean hypothetically speaking but uh, like if you were to go teach think, at like a china universe like a yeah, university oh in china for example first of all i wouldn't want to go to china <clears throat> people are super rude there okay um <laughs> but i i mean what i have decided is that now that i i have such a good system set up here and uh every, everything is what i kind of hoped for right it just makes way much more sense to travel to all these places rather than to go live there. Right. And so that's what I try to do every vacation, go somewhere new. I mean, I love learning new things, seeing new places, meeting new people. And I can do that with, you know, two months vacation in summer, two months vacation in winter. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. I don't have to live there. Right. To get what you know a good enough experience okay yeah that's fair i mean with two months that's a pretty good yeah. amount of time anyway so yeah. so why don't we get into that then because that was one of your passions uh oh yeah traveling okay so let's get yeah. into it man passions traveling okay. right mm-hmm. what else what else is you know goes along with that uh with with traveling or which is what with your passion in general my passion everything that it, it it encompasses my passions include go for it sports i like uh basketball Okay. I like UFC. I like jujitsu, as you know. Mm-hmm. I've been doing jujitsu for six or seven years now, and uh, you know, you uh, most people don't continue jujitsu past a few months because it is not easy. Yeah. And True. if you have any sort of ego, you're not going to last very long. Right. Um. It's the most humbling thing I've ever done. It's the most difficult thing to get good at, maybe other than golf. Right. Golf is really difficult. Uh, but, it, you know, it's, a, of course, a very different kind of difficult than jujitsu because jujitsu is like chess with your body. Yeah. And golf is like just doing one thing really well. Yeah. <laughs> um and jujitsu is really painful it's yeah it's really painful as compared to golf yeah 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 physically i don't know with what the mental yeah but, it, golf, but. It, it will anybody who does it knows anybody who doesn't do it has 
no idea. Yeah. You've never done anything like it, and yeah. I encourage anybody who hasn't tried it to try it. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's one of my passions. Uh, I, I love to learn new things, that's, and I love to teach. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing out here. Right. And that's why, you know, I'm trying to still study, even though I'm not in school anymore. I study all the time, read books, and uh, people are a huge passion of mine. I just love, I love meeting new people Mm -hmm. and uh, I like volunteering, helping people. Yeah. We talked yesterday, just you and I about uh, Neil deGrasse Tyson for a second. Yeah. The book that you're reading. Yeah. I'm reading a book, but uh, I just love that guy. Like I think he should be president. Right. And it would be a totally different America. Oh my God. Can you imagine? Yeah. (laughs) It'd be a totally different America. (laughs) It'd be sweet. Yeah. But anyway, he he has one of like my favorite uh, quotes, and uh, he ba- basically he says, "Yeah, I have two philosophies. One is to know more about the world than I did yesterday, and the other is to ease the suffering of as many people as possible." Right. And he says, "If I can do just those two things, then I'm in good shape." Right. And I agree with that. And so, like, that's sort of my, what I feel is my goal, my purpose here, you know, try to help people if I can. Right. And try to know as much as I can. Okay. Yeah. That's amazing. And what are some different ways that you, you do that then? <clears throat> uh, yeah. So, in Dejan, there's uh, a group on Facebook that you can find called Dejan Cares. Mm-hmm. And they volunteer at orphanages and uh, been doing that for a few months now and uh i enjoy other you know just kind of sort of random service or volunteer things because when i i mentioned my university earlier is texas lutheran university Mm -hmm. i'm not religious at all but i went to a religious university and when i was there it sort of instilled in me this uh, like the value of volunteering right. and service and helping other people. And so if ever anybody offers some opportunity to do that, like, you know, some ch- charities going on or whatever, I always jump at the opportunity because it, it's sort of selfish. It, you know, it makes me feel good. Right. Of course. Um, but also, you know, it's like, you know, a win-win-win situation. It helps me. It helps them, and it helps the world. Right. Right. As a whole. And if you've done enough drugs, <laughs> you know that we are like all one. Oh yeah. Anyway. Right. And so, yeah. Yeah, I agree. Like we're definitely more a part of each other than we like to believe, for sure. Yeah. Oh man, all yeah. these man-made <clears throat> labels and yeah, boundaries and borders. Right. Uh, they're just tools, man, to yeah. divide. That's all yeah. it really is. Yeah. I mean, there. That's all. In my opinion, that's exactly what it is. Anything to keep you divided from everybody else will be used against you, right? And as soon as people start adopting that rhetoric, right, and then they start like, you know, um, conveying that rhetoric to the public mass, yeah, then that's that's exactly what's gonna happen. Yeah, go do your thing, man. There you go. Okay, I got it. Yeah, we could have a signal if you want to pause or something doesn't matter i was just thinking <laughs> if it would be better for you or not no it doesn't matter last time last time with austin we were both just like 
should we take a piss break? <laughs> <laughs> and they were like, yeah, let's do that. So I just like pause it and we just win. You know, if you listen to other podcasts, yeah, they only say that when they want to pitch advertisements. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, they're yeah. like, oh, should we take a piss break? Yeah. And then it's like five minutes of like bullshit that no listener cares about. And right. they just fast forward through it. Really? Because yeah. for my, every time I listen to a podcast, it's either in the beginning or the end. I've never heard in the middle. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. Huh. Well, there's no advertisements here. Not yet. I, at least. I listen. Uh, I'm a, I'm balls deep right. into uh, podcasts, like listening to them. Right. And uh, yeah, a bunch of them do it that way. Like in the middle, they'll just have. They just say, "Oh, you guys, you guys need to piss." Right. And it was, that's when you know. Right. <laughs> Wait, here we go. What kind of Let's piss are you get taking? Five or ten. Like minutes, a ten yeah. minute piss. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, for us, we kind of have like an excuse to take a 10 minute piss because mm. we're drinking a lot of soju and you're drinking a lot of soju and beer. So. That's true. That's yeah. true. Yeah. But anyway, so, okay. So you were saying before um, you have, you like to. This podcast is brought to you by Golden Dream Mattresses. <laughs> uh, um, oh, no, I'm just kidding. Get your mattress That's not today. true. Hey, but Golden Dream, if you do want to sponsor this podcast. Yeah. Hit it would up. be welcome. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was I was telling Austin last week actually. I was like, I don't I don't plan to make any money off this podcast. If I do make any any money, it's essentially just gonna go to keeping it published because I have to yeah. pay to every like every month. Oh wow! To um, publish episodes. Yeah. So, but I just did a year, so I I pretty much like went balls deep into this yeah. podcast because I'm just gonna pay for a year because it's cheaper. Yeah. One sure. and it kind of keeps me committed. Right? Absolutely. Um, to that extent as well. So I kind of like that. So if I make any money, it'll just go to that. You know, but I, this is not the purpose. So, yeah. You know, so it's just for fun. So, uh, can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's up? What made you want to start this in, in the first place? Um, so I don't know if I mentioned this before. Have you, I, yeah, I don't know if you've talked about that. Already. I don't know either, actually. I don't want to sound too repetitive, but long story short, my friends and I were supposed to do a podcast, um, back in the States when I was coming back from grad school. And I didn't know what I, what was going to happen at that time. And then I realized in grad school that I didn't want to be in the States, you know, when I finished my coursework. Uh-huh. Um, so I was, you know, I don't want to be here anymore. I just, I need to travel. Like, I just need to be out the country. I need to be traveling. I need to be doing something different. So I left the country again because <laughs> I've left the country before. And uh, so the original plan of me starting a podcast with my friends just went to hell uh, again because I left again. So when I got here, I was like, you know, I still want to do it. I still want to do it. I still want to do something. Like, I'm, I really want to do this and i think i would be you know i'm not boasting or anything but i think it would be fun and i think i would be good at it right and, so, you, and you also have a face for radio thank you very much i yeah. appreciate that yeah <laughs> <laughs> so so with that being said um i was like you know why not so i did a lot of research like a ton of research and um you know i looked into the equipment and i was watching reviews and i was watching how other people podcast and how to do the setups and all that stuff and i was like all right i'm gonna do it i'm gonna do it in an interview fashion and just kind of have people over and just get to know them and get to know the things that i'm interested in which is people's passions and their bucket list and any like funny or unique stories that they've had abroad and then we could just talk about anything else so with that being said here i am that's how i got into it sweet long story short yeah yeah i'm uh yeah i that's impressive to me I, I told you yesterday I was wanting, just wanting, to start a podcast uh, for a long time. Right. And I wanted it to, I don't know if you've heard The Moth. Yeah, I've heard about it. Okay. Yeah. They it's were a, a storytelling podcast. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to make one like specifically for Korean expats because all of the friends that I have just have really great stories about yeah. being here in Korea. Yeah. 
And uh, I just thought, like, these should be <laughs> shared with the world because they're so funny. Yeah. And, they're, you know, I think a lot of people could relate to them even though they haven't been here. Right. And, um, but, it, you know, it never came to anything. I never actually pursued it. But I, it was just always this thought in the back of my head, like, ah, that's something I should do. Right. Because I feel like it would be really cool. You totally do it, man. Yeah. It's, to- it's totally, you know. Yeah, possible. I mean. I, well. and I And originally I was thinking about doing that. Um, or having like just like an expat one, but I was like, nah, it's kind of limited, you know. And mm. um, I also didn't want to just keep it focused on Korea. I just wanted to focus it like in general, even yeah. though I am in Korea. So you should do that. And in fact, if you were to do the interviews, you can you can spend the money on that. Like we talked about earlier, yeah, like yeah. six hundred dollars maybe, which is a pretty big investment. But it's not like you know this equipment is going to go bad. But we're swimming <laughs> in gold coins out here. Yeah. So. <laughs> Well, you're probably getting paid way more than I do, so I know you can afford it. So all you have to do is just like spend less money on your next travel, um, you know, wherever that is, on yeah. your next travel uh, itinerary, and yeah. just spend it on this. So we were talking, we were talking about travel, yeah, earlier, and yeah. uh, kind of got off it. But um, one of the cool, the coolest things to me about my recent travels mm-hmm. is that they've been to visit old students okay and so you know i had some like two years ago i had some french uh students studying at my university and we kept in touch after they they went back to france and in january i went to go visit them and then also two years ago before before that before france I went to visit a student in Australia that he was a Korean student, but he was working in Australia nice. and he was like, Hey, yeah, man, you're, you're coming to Australia. Come hang out with me for, for a while. And so it's like, I, I just feel like I just have this huge network right. from teaching all these students. It's like there, you know, pro- hundreds of students per semester. Right. And I've been there for uh, like 12 semesters. Yeah. It's like I know people all around the world from that. And why wouldn't you take advantage of that? Of course. And, and you go, you know, visit somewhere where you have like your own personal guide. Right. And, <laughs> Who like, like take care and, of you. And, and, and they'll, they'll let you, you know, stay at their place if right. you want. Like it just makes much more sense than going to a random destination right. with, you know, no acquaintances or anything. Totally agree. And in my experience, like that's better. Yeah. Because they know like the places oh, yeah. to take you, and like yeah, yeah. you're not, not you're not, not doing like, only the, the touristy stuff. Yeah. Exactly, you know, like they can take you to like the mom and pop shops, yeah. and like you know, show you the good food or introduce you to like family. And yeah, and friends. real, yeah, real French people and right. real Australians, and yeah. it, it's not like mostly if you, you know, hang out with people and you're not in that situation, it's going right. to be other tourists. Right, right, right. Yeah, totally agree. Totally agree. Yeah. So where where's your next vacation, if I if I ask? Uh, I'm thinking about doing a Southeast Asia tour of some countries I haven't been to, like cool. Cambodia, Laos, and Vietnam. Yeah, nice. Um, Vietnam is really cheap. Ho Chi Minh specifically. Yeah. And I know because I was looking to go in October, and yeah. it's like two hundred dollars for a round trip ticket right now. Yeah. From well, Incheon to Vietnam. Yeah, nothing's in stone yet for me. I'm uh, sort of pre- my sister who just graduated high school is coming to visit sweet in in the summer for a few weeks so i'm gonna kind of just make sure everything is set up for her to be here right first and then i'll probably think about the vacation after that but okay, cool my vacation of vacations mm-hmm. 
This is one of my bucket list items. Nice. Which is something I know you like to ask about. Oh, yeah. Is Antarctica. Oh. Because I've been to six continents. Right. Uh, and that elusive seventh continent is just kind of staring me in the face, I feel right. like. And so if I don't go to Antarctica, it's just going to be this huge empty space that right. never got filled. Yeah. And and so I've do- I've been doing just like massive research about, you know, the cruises from you have to go to like Argentina or Chile. Right. And you take a cruise. It's not cheap. They're not giving away these cruises. Of course not. It's like six grand Damn. to get on the ship right. that goes there and does the it's like uh, uh, there's a bunch of different packages. But like one of the cheapest ones, I think, is like 10 days or two weeks, something like that. Right. And uh, basically you, you go whale watching. You check out some like glacier volcanoes or something like that. And you camp with penguins you're not allowed to touch the penguins <laughs> here. <laughs> a lot of people try to touch the penguins. Yeah. Um, and then you, you go hiking through through some, you know, paths that they've already created. Right. Uh, on on the sort of mainland there. And uh, mm-hmm. I actually, I hate the cold. I'm right. not interested in really any of those activities per se. Right. But just saying that... Yeah, I traveled through all seven continents on this earth. Yeah. Just sounds super fucking cool to me. Absolutely. And so that's that's the one that's getting sort of slowly planned in my long-term right. bucket list. Because, I, I mean, just a ticket to Argentina and hanging out there for a couple of days before the cruise is like two, two sounds grand. Sounds amazing. So it's like, all together, it's <clears> probably like there. a 10 grand trip. Yeah, that's, I mean... Honestly, in my opinion, first of all, ten grand for that trip is insane. Wouldn't it just be better just to take a flight to Antarctica, put put your if feet you could, on the ground? It, it is uh, you impossible. Can't you can't. You can't just go fly there. Yeah. No shit. So this is like the only way to go to Antarctica by ship. Yeah. Huh. I didn't know that. That's yeah, yeah. interesting. I mean, I guess. It, well, okay. I was gonna say, in some ways, that makes sense. You know, just this. Just this is completely unrelated, or, yeah. or not completely unrelated, but a side note. I heard that like all the researchers in Antarctica, like ninety nine percent of them are dudes. Oh, really? And uh, <laughs> there was one woman yeah. on the whole like Antarctica, and they got on Tinder, right. and she met some dude there, and yeah. they got married. No shit. Yeah. From. Well, I mean, she had the whole buffet line. She could just pick and yeah, choose she, whoever she, she wanted. Yeah, she had all the choices she wanted, right? Yeah, she's chilling. Uh, That's awesome. But I, I just thought that was a really funny That's actually it was funny. Story Tinder in Antarctica. Yeah. I want somebody to write an article. <laughs> like, she needs to write an article or, like, like a yeah. whatever, a book about she, that. She's, a, she's swiping to her heart's content. Oh, all, yeah. <laughs> all these other guys are just like, damn. Damn, please. One one girl? Yeah, one girl. That's it? Damn. I wonder how that's like. Actually, I don't actually I don't want to know what that's like. <laughs> that's way too much testosterone, man. That's like mayhem. But uh <laughs> that's interesting. No, that sounds cool. So you're gonna go there, right? Do all those amazing things mm-hmm. through the cold and suck it up for like a week. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of money for like a week though. Or for like it yeah. it totally is. Yeah. Totally is. But like you said, it'll be worth it. We have one life. Yeah, it'll be worth it. We have it. one life and that's something i really get excited about like that i really want to do right and there's not too much that like 
really excites me right. at this point because you know like i said before i've done a bit of traveling i've done you know tons tons of experiences and it's not easy to get hyped up for something anymore right well i mean that trip sounds good though i mean even just yeah. spending a couple of days in argentina sounds amazing. oh my god yeah yeah food. i was in brazil for two weeks a couple of years ago a few nice. years ago my cousin got married to a brazilian woman cool and uh, I was his best man. Sweet. That was a good time. Yeah, it sounds like a good time. Yeah. I have a, I, I know some people from Brazil and Argentina, actually. So I would totally... Actually, I don't know if I... Did I mention this? I think I might have mentioned this in the last episode, but if I didn't, my new plan is to spend a couple years in Korea. So I'll probably leave out of this bitch in like 2019 or 2020. And then I want to go spend like three years in Latin America, just traveling around Latin America, living, working there. And then after that, go do two or three years in Europe and Eastern Europe. Which is a huge landmass, obviously. So maybe it'll spend longer there. We'll see. Um, and then I'm going to do maybe a couple of years in Africa and then settle down around like when I'm like 38 or something like that. So not too old, but old enough to be like, okay, it's time to chill. <laughs> yeah. So that's that's my new plan. And I plan on doing that. Europe's awesome, man. Oh, man. I can't wait to go. It's, uh, <laughs> it's so fucking I cool. can't wait to go. <laughs> like, I really I really can't wait to go. But during this time, I'm going to stack my money. I'm going to try to, um, you know, get some side projects on to come, you know, get, like, maybe some, like, steady income. Yeah. And then the internet in the world should be pretty solid in the next few years to where I can just teach online. So as long as I'm in an area with some decent inter- internet, I can just teach online and then, you know, work out everything else if I still need money or still, like, need a steady income. But I plan on just, like, you know, living and working locally and then just going from there so mm-hmm. i'll start off in mexico and just work my way down you know and then from there just jump over to europe oh yeah yeah that's that the sounds plan. good yeah that's the plan so we'll see what happens you know things change but that's ge- that's generally what i want to do you now. speak any other languages like- i speak arabic um okay. i i speak spanish but like a little bit of spanish a little bit. i have the foundation for spanish so once i go yeah. to latin america i'll be able to like expand it significantly yeah. obviously so give me like six to eight months there just being within the language like i'll be i'll be confident to have a conversation and pretty much do anything i want to do and then after that it will just be like smooth sailing through latin america mm. peru chile nicaragua argentina brazil wow i don't need portuguese there but i should you know make ways um everything peru, else peru that is on the bucket list peru is there man i want to go so uh, bad machu picchu <laughs> Guatemala is there too. Machu Picchu, yeah. And um you know you know ayahuasca? I no, I don't know. Ayahuasca is like the most powerful hallucinogen that exists on oh. the, on the planet. Okay. And um yeah, it's something to do before you die. Yeah. Sounds interesting. Yeah. I know people who would want to do that. Rick maybe. You know Rick, right? Yeah, you I know Rick? Rick. Yeah, last week. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I think he wants to try it. Yeah. So Yeah. Actually, you know, Rick told me a really good story about um, when he was in Amsterdam. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay. And uh, he was telling me about this mushroom trip really? that he had. Oh, shit. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll actually tell it to you. I can remember it pretty well. Okay, cool. Yeah. I mean, he won't get mad, right? Uh, no, Rick's super cool. Okay, cool. All right. Yeah. So, uh, Rick was in Amsterdam with his two friends, and they decided... To take some mushrooms, which is what a lot of people decide to do when they're in Amsterdam. Right. And so they, at, at this point in time, the uh, the mushroom shops were fully functional and operational. Now they've kind of closed them down a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they go into this shop 
and there's a bunch of mushrooms like different kinds like tons of different kinds and they have these ratings uh, on a, like a star system so five stars is like super powerful <laughs> right, right 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 uh but in the different categories there's like a visual experience an uh, audio experience like different kinds of experiences you can have while taking these mushrooms huh and uh none of the mushrooms had five stars on all of the categories right but rick and his buddies got the bright idea right like, to buy three different bags of course <laughs> that added up to like five to of each five category. stars on each category jesus and so they bought these and they go back to their hotel room right and they're like spreading them out on the bed in the three equal piles right and they start to eat them and then the next thing is what every rookie experiences when they uh try some hallucinogens they think oh this isn't doing anything to me right i better eat more yeah <laughs> right like 30 minutes yeah, later yeah, you're just yeah. Like, oh that, yeah, yeah i'm super strong i right. this isn't gonna work right I need to eat all these and so they eat more and they eat too much yeah and so rick starts to feel really kind of nauseous right and he's having these like involuntary spasms Jeez. like if you've ever seen a rat get poisoned you know they're kind of freaking out physically and that's right. basically what you're doing to your body when you take mushrooms you're poisoning yourself a bit right and so rick is like oh guys i'm not feeling so hot i need to go to the restroom and splash some water on my face right so he goes to the restroom it's dark Turns on the water, splashes it on his face, turns on the light, and there's blood everywhere. Oh, shit. And he's like, what the fuck? He turns off the light. Right. He's like, oh, whoa, that's messed up. Right. Uh, why is there blood everywhere? Right. Okay, this is just the drugs talking. Right. Uh, when I turn on this light, there's not going to be blood anywhere. And right. so, like, he dries off his hands on the towel that's in the bathroom and dries off his face and turns back on the light. There's blood everywhere in the bathroom now, like on the towel, on the walls, on his face, on his hands. Right. He turns off the light again. Right. Sits down in like a fetal position in right. the corner just of the bathroom. Freaking out. Freaking out. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck. What did I just do? Damn, he must have been like, Damn. <laughs> i'm just trying to think about that like that that is like it's some, a mind fuck that's an extremely frightening it sounds experience. like a mind fuck yeah, yeah that's exactly what it sounds um like. so he sits down and he goes uh uh hey guys uh i'm not feeling so good i i think uh i don't know i i need some help or something right and uh one of his buddies that's in the hotel room goes uh yeah, yeah, man. Can't help you right now. <laughs> uh, sorry, bro. Yeah. But, sorry, uh, man. You got to wait. Uh, kind of going through my own shit now. Right, yeah. <laughs> and and so, you know, Rick is like, fuck, man. I'm, I'm just going to uh, try to wait this out. Yeah. And so he's sitting there in the bathroom. And during that time, he just starts to have like the worst thoughts. 
ever. Mm-hmm. Like, gets super depressed and feels like he meets the devil. Right. And uh, Rick told me he, he doesn't even believe in, like, the devil or God or anything like that. But right. he felt like he met him right, right there. Right. And uh, he sort of described it as he was defragmenting his brain and all of his thoughts. Like, if you've ever defragged a computer right you know you're getting rid of all the error files mm-hmm. and you're kind of just organizing everything into a nice sort of right uh <clears throat> like way a that consolidated makes sense. yeah consolidating it yeah yeah and so he was doing that with his brain sort of in this time and then he was like it was like the worst feeling ever because it he was remembering every single bad thing he had done in his life and, right uh, but finally he felt good and he was like Okay, I think I'm ready to join my buddies in uh in the room. Right. And uh there are two two buddies in there, Jeff and Marcus. Yeah. And uh he he kind of peeks out, he's like he's like, Jeff, Marcus, how how you feeling? And they're like, Ugh, you know, kinda <laughs> the same. Yeah. <laughs> and uh when he peeks out into the hotel room, there's like a flat screen TV right. on the wall. The flat screen hovers off the wall. And flies out of the hotel window. <laughs> what the fuck? And so Rick is like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. He pops right back into the bathroom. Right. He's like, I was not ready for that. Right. I am not okay. Right. And so he just goes back in. He's like, oh, man, what am I going to do? And then you know, Marcus and Jeff, they they uh, they get out of their beds and, and they're like, hey, man, we're going to go have a cigarette. You want to come with us? And Rick was like, fuck no. Right. That sounds like... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hell I no. can't experience like the outside world right. reality yeah. right now. And so they go out, have a cigarette, and Rick's like, okay, because I have this room to myself, I feel like safe enough to go and lay on my bed again. Right. And so uh, Rick goes to lay on his bed, and then he puts on some music, and like things start to turn around. Okay. So he went from like the worst feeling to like the best feeling in the world like this music was coming to him in sounds and light and he could feel it like all the senses were experiencing this right because he also took the audio uh mushroom too right oh yeah yeah, yeah okay good. all of that and he uh he mentioned he had been smoking and drinking a lot that day too oh, okay. uh so a lot of things were happening jesus yeah we <laughs> rick was fucked up <laughs> they, they were in there yeah they were in there uh so marcus and jeff come back in from their cigarette right and rick is sitting on the edge of the bed doing like this and what i'm doing right now is like a composer would do at a symphony he's like moving his hands up in like these grand gestures like leading the fucking music right and rick said like yeah man like at that point i was in a tuxedo i was up there with my little wand leading the symphony orchestra and the music was coming to me in all kinds of cool colors and shapes and stuff and uh he was like i thought i was fucking mozart or something he's like but i don't know shit about music so uh (laughs) but but anyway so those guys come in and they're like rick the fuck are you doing and rick just looks at him and gives him a shh with his uh with his finger you know up 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 to his mouth like hey i'm I'm busy right now boys uh and he just keeps doing it 
And so they're like, God damn, Rick is weird. Right. And uh, they just sit down. And so, you know, Rick gets finished with his uh, symphony orchestra. And uh, he's finally feeling like, you know, he can handle a cigarette. And so he asks uh, Marcus. Marcus was a guy he went to university with. And they were pretty close to each other. And so he's like, hey, Marcus, let's go out for a cigarette, man. So they go out. And Rick tells Marcus about his uh, mushroom story, you know, all the shit that had been happening right there. Right. And then Marcus starts to tell him about his mushroom story. And Marcus is like, hey, Rick, you you remember that girl uh, that you used to work with at Chili's? Chili's is a restaurant in uh, USA. Yeah. And uh, Rick was like, yeah, yeah, I know her. Rick was like, didn't you guys used to date? And uh, Marcus was like, yeah, 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 we used to date. And uh, I, I just had like the most vivid visions of me and her with a kid, married, happy family, like running around a park. Damn. And Rick was like, damn, bro, that's weird. Uh, didn't really think of it too much. Right. At that time. Fast forward three years later. Yeah. Rick's on Facebook. Getting married to the chick? He's getting married to the chick. No fucking way. That is amazing. Not only that. Yeah. She's pregnant. No shit. Not only that. Yeah. She has a boy. Oh, man. Pretty much his exact vision. Right. And so then Rick fucking gets on Facebook, sends him a message. Hey, man, you remember when we were outside of that hotel in Amsterdam? Blah, blah, blah. Right. Like, uh... Dude, you totally saw that. Right. You totally saw what's happening now. And Marcus is like, bro, I think about that every day. Yeah. That's crazy. How crazy is that? That is insane. How crazy is that? So so if that's the case. Yeah. If that's the case, would that also mean that Rick's experience was also reality in, in some way? Like, Maybe. You know, I'm kind of thinking of like, you know string theory in some yeah. ways you know where you have like different universes and i'm not a professional in this but i think the basic idea is that there are different uh universes or like uh that's what's the best way to put this in like a layman's terms alternate realities. alternate realities right so you were realistically um not you but like people are realistically experiencing one reality right and then not another, me but another Rick. reality yeah, not you. No, I'm saying you as in like people in general. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah. So Rick. So yeah. So let's stick with the Rick. So Rick was experiencing one reality, mm. right? And then during that reality, he was also experiencing another reality at yeah. the same time, right? So maybe he was experiencing the reality of him just being fucked up, but then he also experienced the reality of a TV actually flying out the room. Yeah, yeah. right. And then him also being a composer one day. Maybe, yeah. Maybe, maybe you know what? Maybe he will be a composer Maybe he one was day. a composer in, in a past life. In a past life. Or maybe in his or next maybe life. maybe in the future. Yeah. Or maybe in the if future. It's all, yeah, right. absolutely. Yeah. So, huh, that's very interesting. Very interesting. That is some freaky, And then, awesome other, thing. you know, other sort of ideas yeah. might, might say, like, Marcus created his own reality by visualizing those sort of things right you know some people believe if you just sort of meditate and visualize and everything you can manufacture what happens in right. the future right um, kind of like uh the law of attraction yeah yeah, yeah. exactly okay. like that right exactly like that so did 
did Rick ever talk about like uh, Marcus's experience? Oh wait, Je- Jeffrey, Jeffrey's experience. Uh, Jeff, what was the other guy's name? Jeff? Yeah, Jeff didn't share too many like super uh, mind blowing experiences. Right. His was more visual, where he was just seeing an overflow of shapes and colors and right like uh yeah it wasn't like so philosophical and right yeah okay okay so marcus was the one who had like an epiphany kind Mm -hmm. of like this maybe maybe that like i thought i was having the craziest experience out of everybody and then three years later i realized oh shit right marcus has a way better story right well so so with in that regard do you think rick kind of like oh shit yeah visualized rick. <laughs> yeah rick <laughs> so do you think do you think rick realized that maybe he dreamed of like being with that girl before so when he had this experience he was kind of like willing it into perhaps reality yeah perhaps yeah, maybe that. Damn, that's something to be. It's explored. wild though, huh? Yeah, I want to read more about that. I need to read more about read more about string theory as well because yeah. I, I I enjoy that. I just my field is not my field is social sciences, not actual science. Yeah. So I, I'm you know when I go into like reading articles like that, most of the time I'm just kind of lost. Um, I, I have another book actually that I, like today uh, we traded books. Yeah. But another one of my books I already promised to trade with another friend, mm-hmm. but. It's kind of talking about what we're talking about. It's called uh, Waking Up by Sam Harris. Oh. And it's like about meditation and right. drugs. And yeah. it's like the sort of the things that science doesn't really uh, have a hold on yet. Right. And it's really interesting. Yeah, I got to check that out. I like Sam Harris. Oh, he's inter- I don't always agree with him, but I like him. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, which is fine. I, it's totally okay to like disagree with people and have different opinions. It's way better. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Yeah. I It'd totally be agree. Boring as shit if we all agree with each other. Yeah, that's kind of true. But if we did also all agree with each other, life would be a lot easier. That's true. Yeah. So pros and cons. Pros and cons. Pros and cons. Yeah. Risk so, and reward. Yeah. Damn right. Well, I gotta talk. I gotta talk to Rick about this personally and just like ask him. Like, I'll try to introduce you to him one day. Yeah. Well, no. I, I mean, I, I I remember meeting him. I think I met him last week. Oh yeah. Yeah. But like, that is the same Rick, right? Mm-hmm. Or is there another Rick around here? Oh, that's Rick. I don't yeah. know. I mean, how many white Ricks are in Korea? <laughs> Who knows? We'll yeah. see. So, anyways, okay. So, damn, we got a little off topic, which is we, which always uh, happens. We, hey, man. Yeah, this always happens on this show, which is great because I, I love this. Yeah, hell yeah. Actually, the funny thing is, we're already an hour in. Ballin'. Yeah, hell yeah. So, okay, so let's get into. So you already talked about like your various passions. Yeah. Right. Um. You know sports ufc you know jujitsu specifically and then helping people right being able to volunteer um traveling yeah right um bucket list Mm -hmm. one of your bucket list items was going to antarctica right Mm -hmm. being able to hit all seven continents right Mm -hmm. before you kick the bucket uh which is completely plausible and doable yeah soon hopefully hopefully and then what's next what are some other things that are on your bucket list i'd like to get a phd Okay. And what? Um, I'm I'm the like neither of my parents, uh, even went or no, they went to college, but they didn't graduate college. Right. And uh, I was so I was the first to do that, and I, so I'm like the first generation of my family that really values 
education. Okay. I feel like. Um, so I would love to just take that to the max, get my PhD so that my younger siblings, I'm the oldest of five. Right. So that they feel. They can do it too. That's totally attainable. Right. My older brother did it. Right now, they might not feel like, they might feel like, oh shit, PhD, that isn't for me. Right. Like, uh, you know, no, I don't know anybody that's done that. Right. And so I would love to do that just to sort of be a role model for my younger siblings. Okay. Um, that's my big one. Okay. That's the one I'm, I'm, I'm really looking at. And so, uh, I don't know when I'm going to be able to fit that in. Right. I'm going to have to sacrifice you know, maybe maybe after I've gone to all the countries I'm interested in going to, yeah, then I'll do that. But that's definitely my huge bucket list item. Can't you do that through your university? Like just do your like, do a sidetrack. Uh, well, actually, can. One, can I would you, uh, I would have to know some Korean though. Can you bring a little bit more of, Korean? Yeah. Oh, because you would have to know more Korean, right? Um. But can even at not at your university. Say for example, you wanted to do it at a different university in Korea, where they mainly, you know, do it in English. Is that possible? It I might be like. possible. I mean, I you know the the problem with my job is right now that the schedule is always changing. Oh, uh, okay. And so, if it were to interfere with the PhD schedule, right. there's wouldn't be much I could do about that. Right. Because I would have to prioritize my job Mm -hmm. to make money. Right. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So, so so you would want to do it full time. Yeah. I'd want, well, what, what I would do is like a a sort of assistantship situation where at the university that I'm doing my PhD at, I'm also teaching classes. Right. Right. Yeah, because that's what I would assume you would do. But since your schedule is not set, it's hard for you to do that. Yeah. Okay. Do you think, could you do it like maybe on the weekends? Because I know people who do it on the weekends. They just... They just do school on the weekends? Yeah, they just go to the class on like a Saturday, like nine to five or whatever. I uh, did not know that. Yeah. Yeah, maybe that's something to look into. Yeah. I mean, if you wanted to start it, if you want to, if you're going to stay in Korea, you might as well, you know, do it here. Right. You know, plenty of universities around here. Um, I don't know which ones would, well, what do you want to do your PhD in? Uh, I get my master's is in linguistics, so I guess I would do it in li- linguistics. Okay, cool. So then, yeah. So you, yeah. Then you need to find one that has linguistics PhD, yeah, which yeah, I don't yeah. know how many of them there are here. Yeah. And then just see what their schedules are like. Yeah. My, or, my, uh, my bachelor's was journalism or like communication studies is, was like the overarching right. thing, but I was really interested in journalism. I, did like an internship at uh, San Antonio Express News okay. in, in Texas. And I was really into that. Like, I love to write. I love the whole investigative side of it. Right. But there, like, I went into, there, there's a huge building downtown San Antonio for the San Antonio Express News. And I went in there one day. And there were so many empty desks. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, fuck, man. This industry is dead. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I I was like, I I got to do something else. And so that's when I decided 
sort of to come to Korea because right. I had had my uh, my old roommate from when I was living in London. Right. He came to Korea after London. I went back to the States after London. And he was just raving about how cool Korea was. And he was like, dude, just come out here for a year. We'll travel, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, check it out and see what happens. And, uh, and so I thought that sounded really nice. Right. And I was like, this journalism thing just isn't going to yeah. work out. Like, they, they want to pay commission for articles. And it's like, like yeah. basically, I'm working for free. Right. It's, that's what it felt like. Uh, But yeah. That's sort of what brought me out here. Right. A shitty major. A shitty. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that may, that makes sense. That totally makes sense. So, okay, so journalism, bachelor's, master's linguistics, PhD, uh, ideally would be in linguistics Yeah, I as guess well. linguistics. Okay, that would be, but what would you do with that? Do you just want to do it just to do it? I, just, I, just I want to do it just to do it. I don't okay. need to do it. Right. I don't need to do it. I would be doing it right. for myself. Okay. And like I was talking about earlier... I love to learn. Right. I, I mean, I'm sure I would learn tons of shit right. doing a PhD. Right. And what would you do afterwards? Now Same that you shit had, I'm doing now, probably. Yeah, just teach. Okay. Make yeah. more money. Yeah. Yeah. One of the problems, Flaunt though. the PhD like, title. Aca- academia <laughs> is like, there's so many squares, man. Yeah, I know. And it's so political. Yeah. And it's like, when when I did my master's, it was, it felt like it was just a big circle jerk. Right. Because all of the University of Birmingham, which is where I did my master's, mm-hmm. uh, all, of, all of the courses, like more than half the readings were from alumni right. from University of Birmingham. Right, yeah. And yeah. so they're just trying to get you to further other alumni's research. Right. And they don't give a fuck about any original ideas or right like i I don't know it it turned me off yeah honestly yeah that's that's a big conversation in a lot of universities nowadays um mainly incorporating a lot of like western philosophies and ideologies right into their um curriculums Mm -hmm. and not incorporating like a lot of eastern philosophies and ideologies in it right gaining all these different perspectives so it's kind of like pushing one narrative while ignoring the another so it's not kind of sounds like you know what that was you know you know and they're not the only ones your university was not the only one doing that you know especially with alumni that happens all the time you know check out you know we're using a textbook written by our very own professor here you know of course it is and i'm not you know downing that professor or that person's research because obviously it does hold some weight but at the same time it's not the only individual's you know and they don't want they don't want you to think critically about it they right. don't want you to question it they, they want, you, want to, you to further it exactly they, they want you to ac- accept those theories those models those right. For a- everything what they are. right yeah. and they they want you to apply those right to your context exactly which is i mean not what i was used to doing i was used to doing sort of real thinking right and you know uh, approaching things in a critical manner right uh and they just didn't appreciate that i agree that's that's kind of how my i my master's is similar to that as well um well one i don't like academic writing because it does push that that narrative of like well you need to have like this framework and this model and you need to make sure that you incorporate all this person's you know theories and this this and that and i'm like well you're not allowing me to actually uh explore 
you know, variations of this theory or other possible theories because this one's already in place and I have to use everybody else's research. So when, you know, you know how it goes when you're writing a paper, you have to invite, you know, incorporate everybody else's research into your own paper to the point where you like, I don't even know my voice anymore. Yeah. You know, I don't even know. Like, I'm just like, well, I don't, (laughs) I'm like furthering this person's model. And of course it's just a theory, you know what I'm saying? And I'm, yes, I'm, helping this person i guess prove this theory or this theory is here and i'm saying that yes it could be more true but at the same time it could be completely wrong Mm. and i i think for a master's degree you should be able to at least one challenge it challenge theories that are in place or two create another one right it's kind of something that goes against the grain right against what is our currently there new framework but you can't do that if they're pushing this framework and this model on yeah. you and saying this is the way that it is it's you tough. know what i'm saying this is the way that it is period that's it no more no less so and i'm not saying my institution does that per se but it kind of does in some ways where, where um, are you studying sit graduate institute it's in okay. vermont yeah okay yeah so and i i my master's is in international education yeah, nice. my and my program is a little bit different. So you have like your one year of your coursework intensive. Yeah. And then your second year up to like five years is your research phase. So I'm currently in my research phase, writing my thesis. Nice. Yeah. And I'm studying. You're almost done then. Yeah, I'm I'm dude, my proposal is like almost forty pages long. Nice. Yeah. So once I'm actually done, it'll probably be like sixty, seventy pages. Yeah. And then hopefully it'll be approved and then that'll be it. But in my mind, that's like, that's a fucking dissertation. I might as well have my PhD in that regard. Yeah. So, <laughs> I don't know. But, and some people get their master's without writing anything. You know? That's weird. So, it's true. <laughs> it, my friend told me the other day, like, um, she got her, she's getting her master's in, like, business technology or some shit like that. Yeah. Um, didn't, didn't have to write a thesis or anything. Oh, wow. They had an exam, but that was it. So, I mean, uh, if you want to make an exam equivalent to a thesis, some people can make that debate, I guess. But in my mind, there's yeah, no, no comparison. comparison. No comparison. <laughs> no comparison whatsoever. Yeah. Like, just like none. The amount of just, uh, I can't even explain it. The amount of bullshit that you have to go through. Yeah. You know, to write a thesis and, you know, just going through the citations alone, in my opinion, is much is much worse than going through an exam much worse you know and then you have to incorporate again all these theories and frameworks like you said and these models and then you have to if you're doing interviews which i am doing you know you have to transcribe them and then you have to um do your uh what's it called (sighs) what is it called when you're after transcribing you are uh Pretty much trying to categorize them. Okay. I forgot the actual technical term for you. So you're categorizing, you know, what is going to go in what section, right? What is going to um, support one theory and what's going to support another theory, for example, okay. and all that other stuff. It's just like there's so much work that goes into it that it just cannot compare to just one comprehensive exam, in my, in my opinion. Yeah. In order for me to graduate my, my bachelor's degree, my two semesters, my last two senior semesters, your first senior semester, you have to do a comprehensive exam, five-hour exam, five different essays. Damn. Right. And there's different because mine was in politics. So we had to do like one in philosophy, um, one in like modern political philosophy. We had to do another one in like international relations. And there would be like three different prompts. You had to choose a prompt and you had to like write an essay for that prompt. Right. That was the comprehensive exam for a senior year political science major. And mm. then this uh, sorry for the first semester, the second semester, you had to do like a mini like research paper. Essentially, the minimum was like 20 pages. You see what I'm saying? Mm. That was for a bachelor's degree. 
So people are getting right. their master's degrees and they're just doing like one comprehensive exam. There's a lot of in shady my opinion, shit out it's just there. Like the fuck out of here. A lot of I don't shady believe shit. that. <laughs> yeah, that's yeah. bullshit. So there, we know like places like uh, what University of Phoenix or something like that. It's, yeah, they're going under. Yeah, and uh, I think God. people are realizing that okay, that's not a legit degree. Right. Well, the education system, especially the higher education system in America, definitely needs to be remodeled, revamped. Yeah, for sure. Actually, you know what I wanted to do, and I might still do maybe in the future once I figure out how to do it. I want to have my own university, and what I want to do is I have I want to have like a five year um, program, okay. And within that five years, you learn a trade. All right, so you're learning like a vocational skill of some kind. You're learning another language, and you are required to study abroad in a country that speaks that language. Okay. Yeah. And then you also pick like a degree field. So politics oh, or history or journalism. Wait, so you want it to be practical? Yeah. Yeah, that's Ooh. what I want. Hey, man. Who would have thought of that's, that? That's radical, bro. <laughs> so, yeah. So Re- that, hey, relax. Relax. Too much? Yeah, I understand. But, yeah, no, I mean, honestly, like, that's that's what I want to do. You know, so your first year would be essentially, right, your basic year. You're, like, yeah. getting the foundation okay. for everything. And then your second year, you would choose. Your third year... um can either be the study abroad year or the fourth year could be your study abroad year, whichever one. And then your fifth year is your last year back, right? So when you finish, you have a vocation, right? And you can continue your vocational trade in that country that you're learning your language, right? We can find you like an apprenticeship, right? For example. So you are learning more of the language, but you're also learning more of that skill or how it's done in that country. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, And then... And then, so you have your, sorry, you have your trade, you have your degree field that you're learning, you're learning another language. And then I also want to make sure that there's proper or an appropriate amount of time for people to explore their own interests. Yeah. So I don't want it to be just like straight up coursework. I want there to be like courses where they are able to explore their hobbies. Yeah. Right. So if they want to, you know, do more art or whatever, then we can find them like maybe like an art class or like an art institution or museum or something like that where they can kind of continue their passion right Mm -hmm. whatever that may be so and then when you graduate after five years right you have all of those skills and you are ready for the job market sure you are completely ready and then between your fourth and fifth year you can have like an internship for example or maybe your fifth year is lighter right on coursework and then you have and you have your internship right and then you everything is like you need experience. Exactly. But how do you get experience? But how do you get experience? Because everything needs experience. Exactly. That old. So it would be cool to have between your yeah. fourth and fifth year, you can have your little internship to gain that yeah, experience. Yeah, yeah. So by the time you graduate, you have a language, you have a trade. So maybe you don't even want to do your degree. Maybe you don't want to pursue journalism, but you would rather do plumbing for whatever odd yeah. reason. Yeah, yeah, then yeah. you can do that. You know what I'm saying? So that's what I would like to do. Sure. Nobody take my idea. I'm, I'm stealing that it's, shit. It's claimed here. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know how to go about that. But so I, I, I have a question it. for you. Yeah. Uh, how'd you get into jujitsu? Because that, that's how we met each other. Yeah. And I'm always interested in how people got interested. Yeah. Um, I've always, I mean, it's kind of weird, actually. Like, growing up, I was always in, like, little street fights. And we always, like, play fight with each other. And, like, other people. Have you ever heard of, like, the expression, like, going to the body? Uh, No. No? So... When I was growing up, um, I didn't live in like particularly bad neighborhoods, but you know, little little rough areas every now and then. And then, like one of the ways that you would essentially prove yourself to not be a bitch is to defend yourself. And one of the ways you would do that is go to the body, right? So you would just essentially just like pummel each other, 
not the face. Oh, only body shots. Only body okay. shots. Okay. Yeah, I got you. So we, you we did we that. did the same thing. Yeah. So yeah. It's, it's pretty common. I mean, at least amongst boys, for whatever yeah, yeah. reason, we have to you know measure our dicks through fists. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so so anyways, I did that growing up, and then like I started getting into like martial arts, um, but I never had the money for it or the okay. time for it. So finally, like sophomore year of college, um, I was like, you know, I have like a little bit of money that I'm you know that I got back um because i got scholarships to pay for undergrad so i'm gonna try this out so i found a place that was reputable and um i checked it out and i got a student discount and it was affordable enough for at least a couple months um or for three months so i did it and then after that i just realized that it just wasn't economically feasible for me for me to do at that moment the program that i or the the gym that i went to though was a combination of wrestling muay thai slash kickboxing um or american kickboxing and then jujitsu so I did that uh, for three months and two or three times a week when I can make it. And uh, after that, I really realized that I enjoy doing um, all three of those things. And when I came here, I was like, you know, I'm making enough money, right? I can actually do these things again. So I found a jujitsu gym, obviously, through the right channels. And I went to it and with Paul. Paul actually brought me. And um, yeah, I was like, this is the place. Like, I just had a feeling like... This is the location. Like this is the people here are cool. They're you know they're not trying to kill you at every moment <laughs> like other right. gyms and other yeah. people, other white belts will try to do. Like they're sure. very conscious of like what they're doing, right? And they're making sure that you're okay. And um yeah, so I just got back into it. So in total, I have maybe like before I came here, maybe like a month and a half of just like actual jujitsu uh, knowledge. Yeah. And all I really learned within that time period was like a basic arm bar. Um, putting in the guard up right just making sure to try just to pretty much defending yourself yeah so combine that with the couple months that i've done here so far um is what you see in the gym yeah. so yeah and then muay thai um you know american kickboxing is great you know being able to put people in the clinch give them a couple knee shots to the sure. body hurts like fuck but so, it's also good to have in the street fight. And then wrestling, you know, basic grabs and uh, throws. And then sprawling, of course, is, is invaluable um, to people who are trying to take you down. So I definitely think a combination of those martial arts is great, which is pretty much the UFC. So, um, yeah, but jujitsu is great. I love it. So basically, you, you came from a practical standpoint of like you just sort of enjoyed getting into scraps when you were young. And you right. thought it was like a... A normal progression yeah, to <laughs> actually be good at it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Okay. Yeah, I mean, and and even when I was like older and we would fight with my friends, for example, it would always go to the ground in some way. Right. You know, it would always happen. But once we're in the ground, nothing happens. We were just pretty much like whoever's on yeah. top wins, right? But jujitsu taught me <laughs> what I did in <laughs> yeah. college, right? Yeah, exactly. When yeah. I learned in college, it was like just because you're on your back. Or any certain it position mean doesn't, mean, doesn't mean you're losing. You know, you can easily get out of that. Right. Which is why what I really enjoy. And I really enjoy, like you said earlier, like, you know, just was like chess with your body. You can just like essentially learn how to do different things. So anybody can throw punches. Anybody can throw kicks. Um, there are more better ways to do it, of course, which is what the whole martial arts perspective. What? I mean, uh, when's the last is. time you were in a real fight? <sighs> in a real fight? A real, like a, like a real scrap oh i mean i i wrestled my friend before i left to korea <laughs> okay yeah so so did you, did you know some jujitsu at that time yeah like i almost got him in a guillotine 
Okay. Yeah, but it didn't work out. <laughs> yeah. Well, actually, funny story. All right. I because can help some, you with that. Some of my friends. <laughs> no, my guillotine now is actually not bad. Um, Actually, I guillotined uh, one guy last night. Okay. Yeah. Um, He fell right into it. I don't even yeah. know how it happened. Like, I was surprised when I got it, too. So, sometimes that'll happen. Yeah. yeah. You get just surprised. Well, be in the right place at the right time. Exactly. And what was surprising was, actually, because I held it, and I thought I was doing it wrong because he just wouldn't tap. Yeah. Right? And I was like, no, I have this. Like, I can feel my forearm under his chin. I, I grabbed my fingers like this, right? And it was that's good. That's where I was talking about the. Yeah, wait, sometimes you gotta hold it. Seconds. Yeah, sometimes yeah. you gotta hold it. So I had it there, right? Yeah. I pushed a little bit hard. I like flexed my back a little bit. Mm-hmm. And then finally he, he tapped, yeah. right? And when he let go, he was like. <coughs> That's it. That's a good. That's a good hint, right? Yeah. Arch, so arching I, your I back. knew. I knew he was holding it. Like I knew. Yeah. I knew he was holding it, and I just needed that extra time. Yes. So, yeah. So I almost got him in a guillotine. But the the reason why we stopped scrapping, even though I knew I was gonna win, was because <laughs> one of us farted, and there were other people oh, in the Jesus room during Christ. that time. Yeah. So we were drinking a lot and eating. You savages. Too. Yeah, I know it was fucking terrible. So yeah, that's why the we animals. stopped. That's why we stopped. And he, um, we also broke one of my like. You see this thing, like this little, um, this board here? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I actually don't know the name of this thing. Uh, that's a clipboard. That's it? No, a clipboard is the one you put the, like, when you go into the doctor's office. A bulletin board? Bulletin board, I guess. Yeah, but not, yeah, yeah, bulletin board. Like a mini bulletin board. Yeah. I have, yeah. So I he, agree with that. We accidentally broke that, too, <laughs> like, as, like, the fart came out. So we just kind of took that as a cue Jesus. to, like, just stop. Yeah. So, anyways, I prefer to uh, pretend like farts don't exist. Well, we, in my in my world, the funny thing is, we were blaming each other for the fart, <laughs> but none of us ever admitted to it. Yeah. And we both know who did it, but we won't say who oh, did it. We, yeah, <laughs> we still it's still up in there. Yeah, it's still up in there. We'll never but two it. of my other friends were there. They just looked at us like, "What the fuck? <laughs> stop! Just stop!" So, anyways, so that happened. So yeah, that was the last time we scrapped. And my friend is. Uh, he's about the same size as me. He's taller than me, but we're about the same weight. Um, well, now I'm not sure because I've lost weight. So, yeah. But I would totally. He's actually in the police academy now. How how big were you at your biggest? Pretty fucking big. Um, I think the biggest I've been was like maybe two forty. Okay, and what are you now? Don't know. I think I was a like. No, you don't. You don't weigh yourself at jujitsu. No, I don't. I don't like to do it. Oh. Yeah, I, I hate to do it actually. Um, so I, I rarely weigh myself. The last time I weighed myself, I think it was like 95 kilos. Okay. Yeah. Which is still too big for me. Um, in my opinion. So I'm going to drop it. <clears throat> All right. I need to drop but it. You know that that weight yeah. is, if you know how to use it. Yeah. Is really fucking powerful in jujitsu. Yeah, it is. Yeah, for sure. Um, the thing is though, I don't like you. I don't do it. But I, and I wish you would. I wish you would use your weight more. No. And they don't, I, they don't I, like I, it. I want to show you how to do that. They don't like it at all. They don't know. Seriously, they don't like it. I remember one guy it was so funny. Like he made me weigh myself, which is why I know. Cause like he was like, "How much you weigh?" I was like, "I don't know." He was like, "Go weigh yourself." So I said, "Okay." So I went back over there, and it was like ninety six, ninety seven kilos. And I went back and told him. He was like, "Jeez, oh, uh, fu- fuck yeah. them." Yeah. So then, the, so then you finally, jujitsu is the art of basically beating the heavier man. Right. Well, the thing is, is that like, he, I mean, I didn't really care, but yeah. like when I was, he was like, "We can still spar." Um, of course, like, okay, cool. spark, right? Jesus. So, but at, during that time, I was like, I didn't want to. I just kind of, I felt his strength, and I knew that it wasn't pretty much on the same level as me. Yeah, and I'm not just all weight. Like, I definitely have some muscle as well. So, I just took it easy. And I, with the other guys who are smaller, um, I just don't go as hard. So, but you, I mean, you look at our like master or whatever you want to call him. Yeah, he's small as shit. Right. 
And that is what got me hooked on jujitsu in the first place. Right. Because seven years ago, I went into his gym and I was like, this guy's 20 pounds lighter than me. Like, probably five inches shorter than me. Mm-hmm. I'm going to murder fucking this guy. <laughs> murk this fool. Yeah. And uh, he turned me into a pretzel so quick. Right. And I left there on the first day thinking, I've got to know how to do that. Right. If I don't know how to do that, <laughs> like, why off. even go through life? Yeah. Because <laughs> that was so fucking cool. Right. What just happened. And uh, I thought. I thought he was just special. Right. And maybe it was just him. But you get to training a while, you know, and I've been training six or seven years now. You realize it isn't about strength. It isn't about size. It really is about technique. Right. And you can get your ass whooped by any small dude that you see in the street. Yeah. So... It's don't, true. Don't start shit with anybody because yeah. you don't know what kind of experience they have. Right. And if they are a fucking black belt in jujitsu, right. it doesn't fucking... matter how small they are. Yeah. Or if they're a, a man or a woman, you're getting fucked up. Right. Yeah. More than likely it's going to happen. And the thing is, like, not all, not everybody in the gym cares. It's just a few people. Yeah. You know, but I, I definitely just take it easy. Like, I know I can go my heart is with the higher belts for sure and then people who are like the same weight as me or generally around the same weight as me and like i have no problem doing it um so yeah but just certain people who are like you know substantially smaller yeah i just take it easy with and the only time i will really use my full strength or weight is if i am in danger of getting tapped (laughs) then i'll just like buck them off me or just like fucking like just Roll them over to the point where I just, like, you know, hold off for, like, a few more minutes until the bell rings and then move on to the next person. That's yeah. the only time I will really use, like, my full strength and weight. But other than that, I just I just try to keep it on par with them. So. I used I used my jujitsu in a real-life situation. Oh, yeah? One time. Nice. Tell me about it. Okay. So, I, I play basketball. I'm on uh, – uh, we had a basketball team that traveled around Korea playing in a bunch of different tournaments – and uh, a few years ago, we went down to a city called Ulsan. Mm-hmm. And it was like a two-day tournament. Uh, after the first day, we all went out drinking. And a guy from another team uh, became a problem. He, basically, we all went to this bar. His team left. And he just came to our table basically try i don't know i don't know what he was trying to do really but he he was just saying like hey guys let's let's get out of here let's go and we're like no man i mean your team left but you know we are having fun we want to stay here right and so we're like 10 guys and then this one guy from random guy from another team just came up like that and he wouldn't give it up so he was just saying let's get out of here the bartender said we need to get out of here and we were like, no, man, the bartender said, you need to get out of here because right. you're super drunk. <laughs> right. <laughs> and so a buddy of mine on my team, he like gets up and grabs that guy's arm right. and tries to escort him out of the bar. Right. Well, that guy didn't take kindly to my buddy putting his hands on him. Right. And it became 
a fight. Right. So a little pushing match, and as they got out of the door to the bar and into the street, right. Full scrap. Right. So I see what's happening from the table, and I jet outside of the the place. Right. And when I get outside of the bar, I see that my buddy is mounted by this other guy. And mount, if you don't know, right. means that uh, the other guy was on top of my friend, raining down punches. And it's a very bad position dominant to be. <laughs> position for the yeah. other guy. Yeah. Uh, and so I was like, okay, well. Yeah, I got to step in now. This isn't fair, but I got to step in here. Right. And so... I, just, I jump in, I sink in a rear naked choke, mm-hmm. I put my hooks in, which means I put my legs around his legs, and I fall back onto the pavement, and uh, I choke him unconscious. Right. And at this point, I didn't realize it at first, but after he was clearly gone, uh, there was like a whole circle of Korean people around us. Right. Because this is like the busiest area of the city. Right. And so I like I kind of leave him on the pavement and look around and there's this big circle around us and um uh we sort of just pull him to the side and go back into the bar. Right. Uh and uh, like he was fine uh and, th- and then the next day he came up and apologized to us. But the great thing about jujitsu is that I had the information and the knowledge and the technique to end that situation without hurting him and without getting any like big lawsuit against myself right and like if i didn't know jujitsu probably my instinct would have been to go up and like kick him in the face or something exactly yeah in which case that could have been bad he could have had a concussion. Right. He could have definitely sued me right. for a lot of money. And it would have been a totally totally different story. Right. Right? But otherwise, he slept for a few seconds. Right. Got up. Went home. Right. You know? And uh, that's another, like, big benefit of knowing jujitsu. Right. Yeah, no, I I totally agree, and like for me, like I I generally like abhor violence, but if but there are gonna be people who test you. There, I mean, there, there are gonna be people who challenge because you. Because first who, of all, whether they're drunk or exists. not, exactly. Yeah, whether they're drunk or not, there are gonna be people who like want to exert their superiority, you know, on you in some way, shape, or form. And most of the time, that involves physical violence. So you must know how to defend yourself. And then, like you said, jujitsu is great because you can defend yourself. Without doing any major damage to that individual, right? And like for me, like I don't want to, I don't want to, you know, hurt anybody's face. Like I don't want to, I don't want to do that. I essentially just want to end the fight. No permanent damage. No permanent damage. And and jujitsu is great because you could choke them out, right? You could break, you know, it sounds bad, but you could like break an arm, right? Break Even it. if you break an arm, it's not. Permanent. It's not permanent. Yeah, it's yeah. going to recover and it'll be fine. You know, but if you but that, but fuck the fight somebody's done. face up. Yeah. They're gonna have those scars exactly forever. Exactly, and the fight, and exactly, and so those like, concussions forever. Right, and if I can avoid that, then I will avoid that because yeah. my, you know, that's not my purpose. Like if you come attack me, my my purpose is not to like 
you know, do any major damage or like try to hurt you or kill you in like any yeah. major way. Like I just want to end the fight and then be all about my business, you know, and that's it. So that's why I really like jujitsu because you can do that, you know. So and that shit can happen to you in so many ways. Like doing jujitsu, yeah. like, and I'm still relatively new at it, but like, I you can get tapped in a ridiculous like you can get hurt in so many ways. So many ways. Just the other day I was rolling with Eddie. Yeah. Eddie got me. I I had a dominant position over Eddie. Not dominant, but I was in like uh, side mount. And I was doing pretty well, in my opinion. And then he fucking just kimored me out of nowhere. I don't even know how that happened. And then and then Paul and Eddie just started laughing about it. Because they're like, yeah, you know, most white belts, white belts don't know about that. But just imagine if, like, you're just, you know, facing somebody on the street. And you're like, yeah, I, I'm totally got this. And then he just kimores the shit out of you. Yeah. You know, for those of you who don't know Kimura, just look it up. It's really uncomfortable. Um, Shoulder lock. <laughs> yeah, and it hurts like hell. So, anyways, yeah, I mean, just imagine, like, if that and just that fight will end. If you get Kimura, you're done. You know, yeah. you're going to be in so much pain, and the fight is done. That person who was getting beat up could just walk away, yeah. and that'll be it. You know, nothing will change except for that person, um, you know, who got Kimura will be in massive pain. Sure. But maybe they'll learn a lesson, you know? Maybe they'll learn a lesson. Now, the bad thing is, is that if that person decides to take jujitsu, right, and then starts trying to go use it on other people, you know, in, like, an offensive manner, like trying to hurt them that's yeah, I mean, bad I, I but i've never heard of that. nobody gets very good at jujitsu right like i said before if they have a big ego right and so what you find is like the people that get really good at jujitsu i'm talking about like purple belts they're usually really cool dudes yeah they're just chill because you have to be yeah you can't be a dickhead and get good because you're gonna get killed yeah. if if you go in there just being a dickhead. You're you're gonna get weeded out, man. Right. And in my experiences, and and correct me if I'm wrong, most martial artists are the same way. You, I've never ever seen anything where like a martial like you see like any news articles or videos of like martial artists goes on like a you know spree of just like hurting random people like i've never seen there's like like, there's like one or like bullying other people like i've never seen this guy (laughs) in bellator who was dating this like porn star yeah chick uh beat her up pretty bad and oh shit and uh maybe beat up her boyfriend or kill her boyfriend something like that but but anyway uh oh man i can't remember his name but yeah, he's going to jail for like or prison for like thirty years or yeah, something like that. He should. And uh but he's really the like the only one. He has right. some mental problems. Right. Um so there's like other fact and I'm not validating, but there are other factors there. But yeah. I mean think about it, like one out of thousands, yeah, like yeah. millions of people who like practice martial arts. Never. It's always defense. You know, it's always it's yeah, yeah. nine times out of ten it's always defense, or it's always like trying to defend somebody else, for example. Like sure. I saw that person getting hurt. I didn't want to do it, but, you know, they were clearly bullying or they were clearly had they clearly had the intent to hurt that individual. And I felt like it was my duty to step in. Right. That's generally how it is, you know. Mm. So because we I'm not going to say we, but most of those people like have the the discipline. Right. And uh, they don't have like their their intent is not to harm other individuals. It's well, only that, like a, I mean, it's like a it's like a it's just defense. Like you're you're purely using it for defense. Well, some some gyms like put up on the on the wall their rules and like the number one rule is take care of your partner right and that's number one yeah and and so everything else is secondary yeah to taking care of your partner 
And if you just you, you train that way, you spar that way, and everything will be all right. Yeah, true. Yeah. And I and I actually I found myself saying sorry a lot in the gym for mm. when when I tap somebody else out because I just want them to know that like I'm not. I'm not trying to hurt you. Like, yeah. I'm just trying to get you to do something. <laughs> I'm yeah, just yeah. trying to get you to tap. You know, even yesterday when I guillotined the guy, like he was coughing a lot. Yeah. Like, and I was, and I just, dude, I'm, so, I'm like, I'm sorry. Like, I, I didn't, uh, that's, yeah, I that's, didn't know if I had it. Like, I, I thought I was just trying to get natural. you to tap. It's, like, yeah. it's, when you don't know, you don't know. I don't know. Yeah. You're like, okay, I'm going to apply more pressure, pressure or I'm going to do something different. And then next thing you know, right. the guy's coughing or the guy's like holding his arm. Right. And you're like, oh shit. Okay. Yeah. Well, I, did something I but I didn't mean to. I didn't mean to, right? I yeah. just I didn't know like I wasn't. That's really totally to. normal. Yeah. So and by by the way, yeah. The lesson there is if you're the other guy, tap early. Yeah, I'm I'm learning that lesson the hard way. Tap early. <laughs> I'm a. I mean, I've been training for six years. I still tap early. Yeah. Doesn't matter who it is. Don't be afraid to tap. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I I need to start tapping early because I try to fight some things and I shouldn't. Yeah, so. you could be out for two weeks because you didn't tap early. Yeah, that's a good or point. What, or you could be out forever. Yeah, that's a good point. Actually, I took a week off because yes. I had like a little. Paul was like, "You you might have had you're gonna might have a spasm if you continue, so just like chill for a week." Mm. And I did that. Like I stretched out, I applied heat, and did everything. And after a week, I felt fine. But like here and like my neck, like I could barely like turn it. I could do, I could barely do all that stuff. Yeah. So Paul was like, just chill, dude, just chill out. So, and I hate his advice, obviously he's been in the game for a while. So yeah. 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 We actually so, had our, our first day at the same time. He told me you guys started at the same but, time. But uh, yeah. he he was a college wrestler. Right. And I had no experience about martial arts or any combat <laughs> sort of like sports right <laughs> yeah and i really like jujitsu because like typically and like i said before like it starts off standing up right yeah you know people are gonna throw hands but after that you more than likely are gonna go to the ground sure you know? like statistically speaking i remember seeing an article talking about like oh i don't remember the numbers but like oh a certain amount of fights like goes to the ground like totally true so once you do the ground that's what you need to learn and i i grew up throwing hands so i grew up yeah. going to the body and doing all that stuff so i can easily do that and i have yeah. base uh, like enough basic training to know like how to defend myself and like throw elbows and knees and legs and everything to the point where i could damage another person yeah but i didn't really know jujitsu you know and now that i'm doing it i plan on doing it i plan on being here for a while yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna learn enough <laughs> i'm gonna Dude, learn a lot the thing that's huge for to me to be good all around at least is like when, when I was in high school, yeah, and a fight would break out or something like that, I would feel my sir myself getting like super nervous, right? And like my legs would be shaking, and I'd be like, "Oh fuck!" Like, am I about to have to join into this fight? Like, right. that's not something I want to do. That's yeah. not something I'm ready for. Right. But now, no nerves whatsoever. Yeah, it's like, like I'm ready. If something's going <laughs> down, like of course I don't go out looking for fights or something. But if I get put into that situation, I'm going to know what to do. I'm not going to be nervous. Right. I'm going to be super calm. And chances are, because most people don't train, yeah. I'm going to end up on the better side of it. Right. And um, and that's just a huge confidence booster for anybody who like feels insecure about you know their physical ability or like... I don't know. 
It's true. Anybody who worries about self-defense or like, yeah. how can I protect my family? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Like, like right now I've been training for so long. I, you're not going to make me scared. Even if you're way better than me. Right. I'm not. Okay. That's cool. But I'm not going to be scared about it. Right. Uh, like, uh, I'm going to put up a fight. You yeah. might, you might <clears throat> kick my ass, whatever. Yeah. But yeah. I might kick your ass. Yeah, too. exactly. Yeah, getting getting over those jitters. I told yeah, yeah is is a big thing for sure. And so. it, and if you're and if you're totally inexperienced, there's basically no chance. Right, you're gonna win because yeah. you have no confidence. Yeah, you yeah, have no experience. Exactly. Got, yeah. You know. And I I actually originally got over my jitters when, uh, high school, mm. and going to the body was still a thing for whatever goddamn reason. <laughs> and me, you, I'm like I'm like five four, so. Um, most of my friends were always like bigger than me. And when I say bigger than me, I mean like by weight and height. Yeah. And we would still go to the body with each other. So naturally for me, I'm like, fuck, like these guys are like way bigger than me, but I still have to do this. Like I can't bitch out now. Like I have to go through with this, you know, and I grew up doing this. So I'm cool. Right. I'm ready for this. So those, that was when I got over like my, you know, com- combative jitters, I guess you could say like right. getting worried about it. Cause I will just like, I'll just be ready. And um, after that, it, it just got easier. So sure. when I when I started doing the MMA, MMA in undergrad, I wasn't really scared. Like, I was trying to learn new things. And they're like, oh, don't be scared. I'm like, oh, I'm not scared. I'm just, you know, it's just different for me. I'm learning this. So I'm used to just throwing punches and stuff like that. Yeah. But that's it. So it's like a whole different world, you know. And I think like most whole martial different arts, world. Most martial you could literally like punch me in the face right now. <laughs> and I would I would not like elevate my heart rate. Right. I've been I've been doing all this stuff a, l- a long time. Yeah. And it's like, okay, oh well. I'm ready. We're fighting now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So but yeah, it's you know, um I think I'm almost hitting three months now at the gym over here. Yeah. Um that we're a part of. And um I'm gonna do like another at least I'm gonna see what like what the prices are sure. for like six months and like a year because I'm just gonna pay whatever this cheap is because i'm going to be doing it for a while so that's good yeah and even though my body's in pain 90 percent, it's going to be in pain yeah it's gonna be in pain. <laughs> but actually to be honest with you though my body's actually been in less pain the more i do it absolutely um the first month and a half was terrible yeah just really terrible for everything um but now like i even noticed like last night like when i was done like i i was like it's not that bad yeah it's not that bad at all you know, and like, I just make sure you stretch out, you know, you put some yeah. heat in some places and just make sure you take care of your body and eat right. Generally, you'll be fine. Absolutely. So, but, but the fir- of course, naturally, like the first month and a half is like your body just being put in, put in weird ways and it just doesn't know. It's not used to sustaining that type of damage, um, whatever that damage may be. So it needs to get used to it. And I think once now that I'm used to it a little bit, it's not that bad. Yeah. And hopefully it continues to be this way. Yeah. Okay. Got you, man. Where's that? All right, back, back, back into this bitch. That was the second break. Okay, cool. Yeah, we're good. So, um, so you were talking about jujitsu before. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is great. I, I'm gonna continue it for a while, to be honest with you. Yeah. I hope so. I really like it, and um, life changer. Yeah, yeah, and 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 I was telling Paul too, like I'm not worried about the um and other people. I'm not worried about like the progression. Yeah. Uh, in terms of belts and stripes and shit like that, I really don't. Care well, I'm much. the number one guy to not worry about that. Yeah. I, I've been a blue belt for like four years. Right. I just like I take huge breaks. Yeah. And 
I'm pretty much every time I get a girlfriend, I don't train. And uh, I just like to do it for fun, like, because it's good exercise and it's a good time. It is. I, I'm not doing it for competitions or stripes on a belt or I realize it's a marathon. And if you've ever seen, uh, uh, I'm sure very few listeners have seen this, but uh, Ed O'Neill the guy who stars in like uh, Modern Family and and he was in uh, what, I love what, that. What I was, love that show. What what was that big uh that big show Married with Children. Married with Children. Married with Children. Fucking yeah, okay. love so that anyway, show. Classic. That, that guy is a black belt in jiu-jitsu. Hmm. Really? Took him yeah, Gracie, Gracie black belt. No shit. Took him 30 years. Yeah. And like when he got his black belt, he gave a speech and and which is normal for when you get your black belt, you give some kind of speech. Right. And the first thing he said was, well, clearly I'm a natural. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, it took him 30 years. So right. he, he was just joking. He was just bullshitting. Yeah. yeah. But I thought that was so funny. Yeah, that's great. And, uh, and, and, and so I, I'm sort of on his path, I think, where it's something I'll always come back to. Yeah. It's something I'll always be interested in. But it's not something I'm like obsessed with about the the rankings and the the promotions yeah. and the the belts and the stripes and the, all that. <clears throat> yeah, I'm the same way. I know I'll be a black belt yeah. one day eventually. Yeah, and that's just a matter of time because uh, that's what happens when you practice anything. Right, you get better. Yeah, and like never in the history of things. Do you practice something and get worse? So, right. I mean, that's uh, it's something to look forward to. It's yeah. definitely on the bucket list. There you go to to be a black belt in jujitsu one day. Yeah, but it's not something I'm. There's no rush. Yeah, yeah. I mean, There's no and, rush. And it's the same thing for me. Like even when I I told you about my traveling, the thing that I want to do right in the next ten years plus ten, give or take. Um. Yeah, it's the same thing. Like when I go to Latin America, I want to train. In Europe, I want to train. In Africa, I want to train, and I want to mm-hmm. do all that. I'm gonna train here, obviously. So even in my little vacations, I would, it would ideally, it would be cool to find like a local gym and just try to jam with, train with some people and just, just learn, man. Just learn yeah. as much as I can. So, and just go from there. But yeah, I'm like you. I don't care about the progression. I mean, ideally, I don't want to stay white belt forever. Obviously. Yeah, sure. <laughs> but at the same time, I don't have any like. You know, I don't need to reach like a certain belt and just be done. Like I don't yeah. care. So, um, we'll but we'll see. We'll see what happens. So, and I, I really like training with the guys that we have at our gym. You know, for the most part, like all I mean, honestly, all of them are okay. Like I Good understand dudes. that some of them <clears throat> prefer to train with other people than others, which is perfectly fine in my opinion. But for the most part, everybody's just like super nice, right? Um, they're not crazy. <laughs> Yeah, and when I say you're like crazy, like you know, like some white belts For just sure. go fucking insane, right? And the first gym that I trained was like some of them just go crazy, like just use all their strength and power and energy and just like flip you over and like accidentally like you know hit you in the face or like yeah. elbow you or like knee you in certain ways. And you're just like, dude, relax. And like once you get more experience, yeah, you'll sense that immediately. Yeah, and you'll roll in such a way that you don't get hit in the face right right uh but when you don't know much and you roll with somebody who's like that it's not easy to avoid the bullshit that comes with 
you know, rolling with a new person. Right. Uh, so yeah, I totally feel where you where you're coming from. And as a university professor, yeah, it doesn't look good when you come into class with like a, <laughs> you know, a just like fuck cut, cut, yeah, or a black eye, or a yeah. busted lip, yeah. or a, you know, busted nose, something like that. Yeah, but I've done it many times because of people like that. Right. Yeah, and and don't get me wrong, like it's realistic, so I like that aspect of it. Yeah, but if you are trying to learn technique. Sure. You are trying to learn how to roll and do certain things um, correctly. Then mm. you need to kind of get out of that natural um, way of doing things. Um, that probably didn't sound right coming out, but like if you are if you are somebody who's trying to really learn how to pass somebody's guard, right? For example, mm-hmm. or trying to get them in a certain position, or trying to submit them in a certain way, you have to realize that using your strength and energy alone is not going to do that. Sure, right. So, and also by using your strength and energy in that regard can also put do damage to the other person you are training with, which is a problem. If it's realist, or if it, I mean, if it's like a real fight, then okay, like I don't really care because you got to do what you got to do to, you know, make it happen. But if you're training with somebody and you're and you're making it seem like it's a real fight, you could do some irreparable damage to that individual. Yeah, you know, and they're essentially either working with you to help you, um, or maybe they're just trying to give you like um. You know, just like a challenge, you know, to the point where they're trying to teach you by giving you like a little bit of a challenge. So and if you're accidentally like either accidentally or purposely like swinging at him, which has happened to me before. Oh, shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. One person, I like had them in the guard and they just like something like clicked in their mind where it was like it was like similar to like a realistic fight. And they had like swung at me and I I had like backed up in time. I was like, what the he was oh shit like i'm so sorry it was just kind of like a natural thing and i, and I get that because it's like you know your your body and you're being put in this position where you're kind of at danger you're a better so, man than me yeah it was it was fucking weird but i get it though because like i grew up in that regard like where you you know mm. when you're put in the position where you know you feel like you're at danger you're going to react the same way right right, right. so and sometimes fight it's, or flight it's, it's, it, of, exactly fight yeah. or flight so some there's like a trigger in your mind right and it's mm. kind of hard to turn off that trigger um, for me, jujitsu was easy to transition to because I was the trigger for me is like if somebody's coming at you with punches, right? right. That generally didn't happen in jujitsu. <laughs> yeah, generally, hopefully, you know. Not. So when the guy swung at me, like my first trigger was like, "Whoa, what the fuck?" You know, because yeah. I was on my back, right? And then for me, it was like even though the trigger was there, it didn't flip, right? Um, or sorry, like the switch was there, it didn't. The the switch wasn't flipped because yeah. I was on my back, right? When you're in a street fight, you're never on your back for the most part. You're just you're standing up, you're punching each other. And I realized that the person was like in my guard, so like I was able to like lean back a little bit. Yeah. So it was like it was like okay, and it was a complete accident. And it, and again, it was like a re- it was like a haymaker. Yeah. So I thought at first he was trying to like come around and like grab my neck or something, but it kind of looked like a punch at the same time. He's like, oh, dude, I'm so sorry. So again, I don't know what if it was like a, it sure. looked like a punch to me, but it yeah, I could have been something yeah, different. With the beginner, you never know. Exactly. So and I've been hit here. Yeah. Like uh, and I say here, like it's like right under my right eye a few times. Yeah. And that happens with people just trying to. Well, people you know, freak go the under fuck the out neck when they're or... when they're about to get tapped choked out <laughs> yeah that's true and yeah. so you gotta just be ready for that yeah that's true so and i, and I know you obviously you've had more experiences rolling with people who are more inexperienced <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, yeah than me and i'm just a white belt oh, I've, too, had, so. I've had my shit cut up yeah like uh yeah i've had 
cuts on my eyebrow my cheek my yeah. lips my yeah yeah <laughs> i mean i've been training a long time yeah so it's gonna happen i know it's yeah. gonna happen to me eventually too which is one of the reasons why i wanted to get like a mouth guard that's a good idea i've never yeah. gotten a mouth guard yeah but i thought about it I, I i don't know i just i think it's a good idea it's probably i've already i've already been kneed in the face accidentally sure sure yeah and after that and then i had like a dream remember i told you about the dream in the in the group chat yeah yeah i was like fuck that like i think this is a sign <laughs> like i'm not gonna ignore this so uh, you know, and then cults was like oh no you're just like sexually repressed a like, lot okay, of people well, wear a that. cup too and i uh i i can see that not worn a cup yeah. but i've gotten yeah my nuts have been the in danger it's not yeah yeah it's not out of the ordinary yeah to happen yeah that would be bad kind of playing with fire but and I've noticed that too when I train. I I I'm definitely cognizant of mm. where my hands or feet are going. Yeah. Especially like towards that area. Sure. So if I feel like I'm too close, I back off. I don't care if I feel like I have the dominant position or not. If I feel like I'm gonna hurt that area, then I stop. So it's the same way with me putting pressure on people. Like sometimes like when I'm in uh half guard for example and I'm trying to get a dominant position, I'll take my forearm or put it against their neck. Yeah, yeah. Right? And if I feel like I'm doing too much, I'll just stop. Like, regardless if I, you know, I don't I don't care if I'm... Because at that point, because again, like, going back to what I, my original point was, like, I'm not trying to hurt you. Like, I really don't want to hurt you. I yeah. just want to get you to tap. Right. And I'm trying to get in the dominant position in order for me to do that. But if, if I feel as if I'm really, like, hurting you or, like, you know, damaging your neck or your arm in a certain type of way, I'm going to back off. Or if right. I feel like I'm going to hurt your nut area, because most of the time we, we roll with guys... Like that, I want you to produce kids, you know, if that's what you want to do. So I don't want to fuck that up. So I'm just going to back off, you know? I like how you called it a, a nut area. Yeah. Well, it may be the first time that's ever been called the nut area. A nut area. Isn't that the, what's the, what's the, like, I don't know. What's the but, PC but version? Yeah, no, I think that's a good description. Yeah. But the nut area. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what the best way to say yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. No, I really don't I know. I think we, we nailed we got it. it. Okay, we got <laughs> it. Yeah, the nut area. From now on. Yeah. Henceforth, it will be. The nut area. The nut area. Should we put like a memo TM. Out? TM, was that? Trademark. Oh, yeah. Okay, there we go. Right. <laughs> copyright. Yeah, C copyright. with a little circle. Yeah, yeah. That C bitch. with a circle. Yeah. Did you know you could do that in Microsoft Word? What? I didn't know that until the other day. Yeah. I was doing something for my mom. She was like, can you copyright it? I'm like, how? How the fuck do you want me to copyright something just like well, I mean, in like thirty seconds? You can, and then she she told me actually because I didn't know that she was like, yeah, you could put it in like a document. You could just put it in anywhere. And I'm like, I don't know how to do that. So That's then um, I looked it up on Google, and there is a way to do it. Totally, huh. I totally forgot it. But it's only like a couple buttons. <laughs> Interesting. Yeah, you press like Alt. No, you press like Shift and something else and like a button, and then it does it for you. See, there you go. Neil deGrasse Tyson, you know, learning I learned something, something about yeah. you every day. Exactly. Yeah. Let's go. Yeah. So there you go. So anyways, okay. So those, so that was a very long topic about bucket list. So we have going to Antarctica, getting your PhD, oh, yeah, getting your sure. black belt in jujitsu. Anything else? Sorry. Guys. Uh, <laughs> man. I think people who have listened up to this point, if they listen to like one, two, three, four, and five, or so on and so forth, yeah, like they're expecting it. They're expecting it to go off track. Yeah, so it's okay. Well, okay, I don't know about any any more bucket list, but I do have a a story I'd like to share. All right, cool. We'll transition into that. Okay, yeah, that sounds good. So, uh, the story of my grandfather is really interesting, and it ties into me being out here in Korea. So, okay. uh, I'll set up a little backstory then I'll I'll tell his story. All right, let's do it. 
So, uh, I'm one fourth Filipino. Nice. My grandfather was 100% Filipino. He was born in the Philippines. My father, of course, uh, that makes him 50% Filipino. Right. Mm-hmm. And from my father's perspective, uh, when he, when he was born in the States and, uh, he asked his father, like, do we have any Filipino relatives? Uh, his father said, no, 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 they're all dead. We got nobody. And of course my father believed him the whole time. And so eventually my grandfather died. And then my father was looking in like his attic or something yeah. and found some shoebox with all these letters from the Philippines with like the same last name. And he sort of thought, well, this doesn't make any sense. Uh, my my dad said, we don't we don't have any family. But all these letters beg to differ. Like, they're the same last name, they're from the Philippines, they're from this date and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And so he starts to look him, look him up on Facebook. And he gets in touch with them, and sure enough, they're like <laughs> no, cousins yeah. and aunts <laughs> right. and uncles and blah, blah, blah. Right. At this same time, this was like uh, seven years ago, I'm kind of fresh in Korea, my dad contacts me and he, and he tells me about this. He's like, hey, I didn't think we had any family in the Philippines, but it turns out like uh, we got tons of family in the Philippines. Right. He's like, I don't really know what's going on, but I contacted them and I confirmed that they're family. And do you want to meet them? Nice. And I said, hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Like <clears throat> that. that's the kind of adventure I'm looking for. And so he said, okay, well, uh, here's their name or whatever I, you know i get in touch with them on facebook i set up um a date to meet them like seven years ago and i go there and like the second that i get into the airport in manila like i'm walking up the the hallway to the arrival section and i can already see who's there waiting for me just by like he kind of looks like me (laughs) like like yeah i have a shaved head he has a shaved head and like like just this weird sort of sixth sense thing yeah that's like oh shit that's that's who's waiting for me yeah like they didn't have a sign or anything yeah but i just kind (laughs) of knew it's like find who looks closest to you yeah yeah yeah. Yeah. it was weird like you And, and i was like oh shit are you mark who i'm supposed to be meeting and he's like, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm <laughs> and we, like, we kind of already knew just because yeah, yeah, we yeah. looked similar. It was like a confirmation. And, yeah. yeah. And he, he was like, hey, man, uh, you like to smoke pot? <laughs> I was like, oh, my God. Are you an angel? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and so anyway, we could just kind of hit it off right, like, right off the bat. Oh, yeah. And um, so, you know, I go, I hang, hang out with them. We go to my grandfather's hometown, which is like deep out into the country. And uh, they hired some sort of, like, bodyguards to escort me around that city because it's, like, it's not a tourist city. It's, like, a city that's sort of famous for, like, people getting kidnapped and, like, Muslim 
rebels coming up from the south and shit like that. Right. And and so like when when I was there, they just gave the um, red carpet treatment, and I like they it couldn't have been better. Uh, feasts laid out on the table. You know, we're having a great time, and um, they start breaking out these photo albums. And like I turn the first page of this photo album and it's me and my grandfather when I was a baby. No shit. So you were there before. No, I mean it's it's like in the States. Oh, it was in the States. Oh, so but he okay. had been sending these photos right. to them for years. Right. And so it's like me and my grandfather sitting in the recliner. Like photos i had never seen right but i know that's me i've seen other photos of me when i'm that age i know that's me i know it's my grandfather and i'm like oh shit like wow that that's crazy i you know i've never seen this photo before but here i am on the other side of the world right and these people have photos of me and i never met them and so next page photo of like my father and mother getting married hmm Next page, a photo of my like my aunt and uncle getting married. And so I'm like, okay, so clearly my grandfather was sending all these photos and shit and not telling any of his kids that like we had family. And so, uh, of course, I asked them like, okay, why didn't my grandfather tell us about you guys? Like he's dead now. We can't ask him. Right. So I'm asking you. And he said, well, you want to hear your grandfather's story? I said, hell yeah. And then they told me. They're like, well, your grandfather was 15. He wanted to find like a new life, a new path. He didn't think there was anything for him here in the Philippines. He was always a rebel. Right. And so he snuck on to some Navy ship. That his boy, like his boys, were in the navy. Mm-hmm. Uh, he wasn't, but he just kind of went on there. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Once they got <laughs> off, like into sea, he got found out by like the captain or whatever. Right. And the captain, thankfully, was a cool dude, and he was like, "Well, look, we're already here. We're not going to go back to the Philippines and drop you off." Right. So just pretend like you're a sailor and we're going to... Right, do some work. Yeah, you're, yeah. you're going to do some work. You can eat in the cafeteria, blah, blah, blah. You can sleep here, whatever. We'll figure it out. So he just pretended like he was in the Navy, even though he wasn't really in the Coast Guard, Navy, whatever. Right. Uh, eventually, you know, they travel all around Europe and shit. They go to the States eventually. Gets off the boat. Doesn't get back on. Starts a life there. Like meets a woman. Gets married. Has kids. Our best guess is that he didn't want uh, like my dad and my aunt Mm -hmm. to feel like they weren't real Americans. Right. And that like they, you know, even though he kind of came in illegally, Mm -hmm. like they're just the same as everybody else. So they we think like that's why he didn't say yo, we got all this family in the Philippines and why don't you have a relationship with them? Right. 
Um, but we don't know. We don't know. And so anyway, so I find all this out on this trip that I took to the Philippines for like two weeks. And, uh, you know, I, the next vacation, I go back to the States and I report to my dad. I show him all these pictures of like his grandmother and his aunts and uncles and cousins that he's never known and but my dad's a very busy guy he's like the manager of uh air traffic control tower uh in the states and so he doesn't have a ton of vacation to just like go right. to the philippines and <clears throat> check for like shit a out. long period of time right uh but like three two two or three years ago yeah, something like that. Two years ago, maybe. Him, my my dad, and my brother, who is like uh, 15. Right. I got them to fly out to the Philippines and meet me. Nice. And I got to introduce my dad and my brother to all of this long-lost family right. that he never knew he had. And as far as he was concerned, he didn't have any family. Right. Except for us. But now he has all this family, and uh, it was like a week of just pure reconnection and right, like awesome, yeah, bliss. Yeah, that's yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, that is I such a cool so. story. I thought it was a very cool story. Yeah. yeah. So, damn. So yeah, essentially, man. so I mean, it sounds like your grand. I mean, of course, we don't know, but it sounds like know. your grandfather really just wanted to like. It was like a protection yeah yeah he just wanted i think to... he was just doing his best like yeah. uh well because if you think about it like if he if they, if people would have found out or the right people would have found out that he was there illegally and you guys were like, yeah, it could have been fucked yeah so i would have kept it a secret too yeah you know i mean for sure of course we wonder like okay well like several decades passed like right. why don't you just drop like on on your deathbed yeah Hey Let man, us know. Yeah. we got some family. <laughs> Just uh, so you know, yeah. But yeah, I get it. Yeah, I get it. I get it too. That's so cool, man. You know, now that you mentioned the Philippines, I was actually supposed to go there uh, in August. Yeah, I was supposed to go to Cebu. Okay, and I had plans to do that, but then <laughs> there's like a travel warning from the U.S. Embassy. Oh God, there's yeah. always travel warnings from the U.S. Embassy. Exactly. So I wouldn't worry about that. Well, I didn't think so either. But I started talking to some people, and I have a friend there, and it was just like, yeah, well, maybe now it's not a good time. Swear to God, this was like two weeks ago, and then oh, like, at, and then like a week ago, the fucking there's like this huge problem. There's a huge problem in Manila, right? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. and then before that. There was like a terrorist groups, like they took over like an island. They didn't take over an island, but they started doing like some shit on certain some island in the Philippines. Okay. Yeah, that was like close to Cebu or something like that. So I was like, man, maybe it wasn't a good idea. <laughs> I mean, maybe it is a good idea that I don't go. Well, yeah, the, I mean, because the, they're like apparently this is the travel warning essentially said that there are kidnappings of like Americans. Sure, sure. Yeah, and they're holding That's them like ransom. Kind of and, always happening. And for me, I was like, well, isn't that kind of like a normal thing? Which sounds it bad. It is normal. But like, I'm traveling. And I think if any Americans getting kidnapped, it's not me because right. I, you know, I think probably when people are walking down the street, even right. if I'm in. Cebu or Boracay, whatever, right. all these tourists he played, they're probably more afraid of me than I am of them. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, I, and I kind of said the same thing, but like after that, it was just like, nah, it's just not going to work. So Some weak-ass looking dudes are getting kidnapped. Right. Like <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe. So I decided to postpone my trip, but it actually worked out um, 
because I'm going to Japan now. And I'm going to Japan and I have two friends in Japan. Um, one's in Osaka and one's in Tokyo near tokyo i've been to both of those cities i'm so excited because we're gonna meet together at the same time and then i also just found out another one of my friends is in tokyo nice so now we're gonna try to get together and just like chill out in osaka and kyoto for like a week so one one of the guys that owns our gym uh chemu bay yeah who's like a pride legend yeah uh he had a fight about a year ago in tokyo and I went there to support him and and uh, and watch his fight. Yeah. Little did I know that he got all these like free cage side tickets. Nice. These tickets are worth like five hundred bucks. Yeah. But I got it for free, and so I'm sitting cage side in Tokyo, Japan, watching a professional MMA fight. Right. And also there was like a Taehong Man, which is, if you don't know, like a seven foot five guy with gigantism who who was a pride legend. Right. Um, he was fighting on the card also. And so Sweet. I like he walked right past me when I was cage side. It was just the coolest experience. That's awesome. Like, yeah. Oh wait, oh wait. Chamu Bay is the the big guy, right? The big guy that's usually just in there sitting at the computer. I've had the role with him a couple times. Oh, have you? Jesus Christ, bro! Don't ever do that. I don't want to do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I did it once, and I was like, "Fuck that! I'm not doing I, that again." I kind of know what I'm doing. Yeah. And I don't want to roll with him no, because he's just a on. He's not human. Yeah. So, and then, like, one time, there was nobody else to roll with. And then, like, one of the people there, I, I don't know, I don't remember. It was one of the higher belts. It was like, hey, roll with Chemu Bay. Oh, my God. And I was like. You poor soul. Yeah, yeah, okay, yeah. So, I did, and um, I was trying to hold my own, you know. Good luck. And, I, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was trying to hold my own. And then, um, about. I think it was like an eight minute round, which is a long fucking time, yeah. by the way. Um, after like about five minutes, we started, we stopped going seriously. And then I was like trying to do certain things. Yeah. And then he would start helping me. Yeah. Like, you know, how to do certain things, which well, was great because I was like, I'm done having you on top of me because it's extremely uncomfortable yeah. and I'm just defending myself. So the whole time, but yeah, no, I, I I'm sure he seems like a cool guy. You I know, just can't, I, I can't communicate with him. I obviously. think I'm the only one in the gym to tap him. Oh no shit! And he'll never let it happen again. Right. <laughs> uh, like you know, the thing with, with people that good, they'll let you get into really like dominant, dominant positions, positions yeah. and really like, and they'll just try to battle out of some submissions and right. stuff like that. Anyway, I got him deep into this like go-go plata, which I guess you could look up if you want. Um, but yeah, he he tapped, and then after that, nah, he doesn't give me any chance whatsoever, right? Anymore, so I I just can't I can't roll with him anymore. I'm not surprised by that <laughs> <laughs> because it, I think he totally gave me the dominant position, and and um. He had me on top, and then I got him in my guard, yeah. and then after that, I like got I like rolled out of it, or he let me. Let me just say, he let me roll for out sure. Of it. He'll let you do a lot of stuff. He let me roll out of it to get to his back, and then I got to his back and was like trying to get the rear naked in, mm. and he just like fucking flipped me over, mm. 
and then he landed on me. Now, for those of you who don't know, which is probably the majority of you, Chenmu Bay is like, what is he like, 6'1", 6'2"? 6'2", probably like two, 2... I was going to say 260. 260, yeah, yeah. I, I think that's fair. 260? Pride Legend, which was basically Japan UFC. Yeah. Uh, Before UFC. Right. And uh yeah he's a fucking beast and he's the guy that owns our gym exactly so just imagine that guy flipping you over and then putting like his full weight on you making making you his bitch if you've (laughs) never done wrestling or jujitsu or whatever you really have no idea about the level yeah like how many levels he is above anybody yeah like he's like a purple think of the strongest toughest most experienced fighter that you know he'll just kill them yeah and uh you know he i mean at some point he was ranked very high in the world for heavyweights so yeah uh, it says he's beaten multiple ufc heavyweight fighters yeah yeah and that says something you know and and the the reason why i mentioned that is because one i don't want to do that again um (laughs) preferably i don't want to roll with him um not only i mean at least when actually here's the thing i don't mind rolling with him but i want to be more skillful than the way i am now i'm just a white belt if i once i get to like you know like a high blue belt maybe like blue belt and like two stripes or something like that i'll happily roll with him right and i'll see what i can do i probably you'll see, won't you'll I see probably, what you can do i probably won't be able to do much but it will but, be but yeah, it will it be fun be, but it, it will be, be fun much it'll be a little more fun yeah it'll be a little bit more fun you know but right now i, I don't know much so i'm, I'm just kind of like just you know rolling with this guy and i'm just getting my ass whooped really badly and having that guy's weight on top of you is not a comfortable thing at all <laughs> at all you know and um i remember one time i i was i don't know what the fuck i was thinking he had me on full mount and i was trying i like locked his left leg and i grabbed his left arm right to to try to pop him out of it yeah um to like roll him over and i um was close to doing it but then he as soon as he sensed it he just like dropped his whole weight yeah which was like hips. a yeah he just like dropped his hips and was just like nah bitch nah you ain't going nowhere yeah you know and of course he's a purple belt like he's you know he, he uh, saw that coming yeah i mean he can tap black belts though it, it, yeah well I mean, i'm just saying like he yeah, knew yeah, it was coming he's a purple belt you know and i was excited because i lifted my hips and i was ready to flip him not really a purple belt right which that's a whole other thing in jujitsu like the belts don't really matter because people are really shady about promoting right they just want to like if you're a blue belt they want you to just win as many blue belt tournaments as possible so they won't promote you right or if you're purple belt brown belt same shit and they just want to build the name oh this guy won so many tournaments at brown belt okay well he probably he should have been just black belt right yeah exactly Uh, but but that's what they do that's how they build people's names that's how they like hype people up yeah i've heard about the the belt thing and i and i and paul has told me he's like you know a lot of the white belts in our gym can do pretty well against the average blue belt in other gyms oh yeah you know and that's well i mean look at look at when paul and i roll yeah uh not a huge difference of course he's better than me right 
Uh, but he's like a probably three stripe purple, purple belt, belt yeah. and uh, I'm like a one stripe blue belt. Yeah, it's not. I mean, I can survive a little bit. Yeah. So I I don't know. Yeah. I I don't put it too much into the belts. Yeah, uh, I know different gyms have different standards yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's very interesting. But I just thought it was funny because I was so excited. I was like, yeah, I locked his leg. I got his arm. Right, I can hip up, flip this bitch over, and be okay, or be better than what I am now. Right, didn't happen. He just like dropped his hips and was like, "Ha ha ha, yeah, fuck you." <laughs> or at least that's what I took from it. So, but like every time, and that's what the, that's the one thing that I really like about jujitsu, or about martial arts in general. Every time that you get that you are beat, right? Or and and when I say that, like beat as in like when you lose, yeah. you learn something. Uh, absolutely. If you humble yourself, you can learn something from it. You either right? win or you learn. Exactly. That's what yeah. they say. Yeah. 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 And you learn. And every time Sit. I get tapped, and like generally when I get and tapped, everybody from like gets tapped. Everybody gets tapped. Black happens. belts get tapped. I've tapped yeah. black belts. I've tapped brown belts. I've yeah. tapped purple belts. It happens. It happens. You yeah. get caught. Yeah. People get caught. You get complacent. You let somebody get a position that you shouldn't have let them get. Right. Anyway, you get tapped. Yeah. And you learn something. Yeah. If you allow yourself to learn something. Yeah. yeah. If you don't have an ego. And that's what I'm saying. You don't get far with an ego. Right. You just don't. Yeah. I agree, man. So, funny how we came back to jujitsu after your grandfather's story oh yeah do you so so do you have any other like like unique or funny stories that you've had like while abroad i mean you you've traveled a lot right so surely you have some funny or unique or interesting stories that you've had by when traveling to other countries i was i remember i was just saying that like talking about the philippines like i want i really want to go yeah filipino food is amazing and like the culture is amazing and there's just like so much to experience and i really want to go so badly and i just like the travel warning like you know put it off to the side for a little bit but early next year i really want to go you know when you when you bring up stories i think about our our friend rick and uh he had a really good story about uh his first room salon experience in korea the fuck is that well, well first of all, I need to get to know the Rick. You obviously know Rick better than I do. I need to know Rick because he he's got some good ass stories. Yeah, no, Rick is a Rick is a very good guy. Okay. You, you have to you have to have him on the pod sometime. Hell yeah, I'm down. Um, I'm gonna hit him up next time I see him. I'm gonna ask him. Just like, yeah, yeah. he definitely should. Yeah. But anyway, Rick has an epic story about uh, you know if you don't know a room salon is is sort of like a noribong or singing room where hookers come oh okay and uh he, he has a great story about that so i'll share it with you because I, i've heard it a couple times yeah rick won't mind he Ho- won't mind hopefully. super cool guy yeah if he ever comes on the show and listens to the show yeah he might be a little pissed yeah he might be pissed because he won't be able to share these stories that yeah. i've already <laughs> shared with you guys yeah but uh he'll be all right yeah so, it was Rick's first few months in Korea. Yeah. And Rick actually had a girlfriend back in the States. But, as you all probably know, long-distance relationships don't really work, work out, out most of the time. Yeah. And so, he was kind of thinking of what to do. And all of his buddies were saying, like, uh, hey, man, 
you need to you need to get with some Korean girls. You need to they would say conquer Korea. Right. <laughs> and he would like say that. he he would say, No man, I don't need to conquer Korea. I love my girlfriend. She's yeah. gonna come out here after she graduates yeah. and whatnot. Uh-huh. But you know, Rick was getting less confident as mm-hmm. time went on. And he was thinking, like, maybe I do need to conquer Korea. And so one night Rick goes out and he's drinking with his buddy and it's really the only buddy that he has in that area it's not like downtown it's kind of in the countryside a little bit and they're having a couple of beers and they see some Korean guys at in this bar over on the side and those Korean guys are speaking English and so they're like oh wow that's a little weird and then one of the Korean guys comes up to them and they say, hey, you want to come practice English with us? We work at some company where we're using English every day and we, we just want to practice with you guys. And they say, Rick and his buddy say, yeah, that's cool. No problem. Uh, by the way, Rick's buddy is named Vincent. Okay. And uh, so Rick and Vincent, they go over uh, to this guy's table. He's Mr. Park. And they start drinking with Mr. Park and talking to him and his colleagues and having a good time. And the night ends. Mr. Park pays for everything. And Vincent and Rick go back to their houses. And, uh, you know, but Mr. Park had said, if you want to meet in the future, let's do it. And they said, okay, yeah, yeah, we agree with that. It sounds good. So next week. Mr. Park calls Rick, and uh, it's like a Tuesday. Mm-hmm. So Rick is like, well, I, you know, I don't know, Mr. Park. I I got work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm sure Vincent's got work tomorrow. Yeah. I'm not sure. <laughs> we got shit to do, can, man. Uh, come out tonight. <laughs> yeah. But he's like, oh, no, no, no. Come on. Come on. It'll be cool. And so Rick's like, okay, hold on one second. And Rick calls Vincent. And he's like, hey, man, can you go out tonight with these guys? I don't, you know, I have to work tomorrow. I know you have to work tomorrow, but maybe we can just maybe figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. And Vince is like, nah, man, I can't. I can't do it. <laughs> but Rick is just like, he's had it with uh, people asking him if he's conquered Korea and yeah. all this shit. And so he's like, fuck it. I'm going out tonight. Yeah. So it's Tuesday night. He tells Mr. Park, all right, let's do it. And Mr. Park's like, okay, let's meet right here at this place. He goes there. Rick goes there. Mr. Park shows up. And uh, Mr. Park has like a super nice car mm-hmm. with a driver. Ooh. But it's not like a Daddy Yunjun, Not like a designated driver for drunk people in mm-hmm. Korea. It's like a driver driver, like a hired person that works for him. Yeah. And uh, I know this because, you know, he like came around the car, opened up the door for me and said, uh, yeah, Mr. Park is waiting for you in the back seat here and all this shit okay. in English, right. which ne- would never happen. So Rick had it nice. Rick had it nice. Yeah. And so Rick gets in the car with Mr. Park. And uh, Rick's like, where are we going? And Mr. Park says, uh, yeah, well, uh, we're going to meet my friends at a Noribong. 
And Rick's is, Rick is thinking, you know, I've been at a Noribung before, and it was just a bunch of, like, old dudes singing. That right. doesn't sound... Right. Too appetizing. That great. <laughs> doesn't but, sound like it's good But he's like, yeah, fuck it. Why not? I'm already I'm here. I'm new in Korea. Yeah. I'm already here. Let's do it. So Rick goes in there. Oh, Rick. And, uh... Uh, with Mr. Park, they, they go into this room and there's two guys at the end of the table. It's like a huge table, long table, probably 20 feet long. And the two guys at the end of the table are just hanging out and there's, the table's covered in everything you could imagine, like, um, fruit plates, whiskey, tequila, beer, soju. Yes. It just... Make me friends with Mr. Basically, Park. <laughs> basically, I'm ready. they went for the baller package. Right. Like, every, everything you could imagine was there. Right. And I was just thinking, wow, this is a lot of uh, food and drink for four people. Yeah. Uh, Rick was imagining that, of course. Yeah. Uh, so, and then uh, some girls start to stream into the room. Right. So Rick, Mr. Park, and Mr. Park's two buddies are picking their uh, favorite girl, and they pick them, and they all sit down together, as of course I'm sure some of the listeners have done before. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> none of my listeners are innocent. I'll tell you that much. Well, let's yeah. <laughs> who knows? Yeah, who knows, right? <laughs> I don't know how many listeners that I have, but I can guarantee you. Even if there's five of them, probably four of them. None of them are innocent. innocent. Okay. Yeah, none of them. So, Rick's in there. Yeah. And uh, Rick doesn't know shit about Korean. Okay. Uh, But, of course, the other guys are like three businessmen, Ajashi. And actually, they're like big wigs. Right. Like CEOs of companies in Daejeon. Right. And so... They get to enjoying mm-hmm. that environment. And uh, next thing you know, some of the girls' shirts are off. Nice. Then, uh, you know, we're drinking, we're eating, we're having a good time. And some time passes. Next thing you know, um, some of the guys' pants are off. Oh, shit. Yeah. Oh damn! It reached a whole nother level. Yeah, it reached a whole nother level. Rick's yeah. looking around, thinking, "Oh shit! Like, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> where am I?" Right. There's an and, orgy uh, party, but not a Jamel's house. Basically. Oh man. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and uh, and so some more time passes, and yeah. the other three guys, except for Rick, yeah, are like getting in there oh. with uh, their girls, and like oh, some of them are shit. getting. Uh, Bap Jansons, right? BJ's, um, and, and some of them are, you know, just feeling up their girls while they're singing and stuff like that. And, right. You know, uh, Mr. Park's friend comes over to Rick, and he says, "Hey, Rick, this is your girlfriend for tonight, man. Like, enjoy her. You're not. I don't feel like you're enjoying her. Right. And Rick doesn't know shit. He doesn't know. He knows two words. Right." He knows Anyanghaseyo and Kamsamnida. <laughs> and he tells Mr. Park's friend, Ah, ne, Kamsamnida. And Mr. Park's friend puts Rick's hand yeah. on that girl's breast. Right. 
and so yeah he doesn't know what else to say he's like okay yeah yeah come tell me that and um so it evolves more and the girls one by one start to like clean off the table yeah this huge table that had like tons of food and drink on it and one of the girls gets up there and starts dancing and they, you know they put on like a sexy song on the nori bong and she opens a beer and pours it all over her body mm. the guys other than rick right start to Lick take out monwans uh-huh. 10 10 dollar bills yeah from their pockets and they just throw it at her them on this girl's wet body from the what? from the beer Oh my goodness. And so this girl's body is covered with $10 bills. Yeah. From like head to toe. Yeah. And uh, Rick is just sitting there in amazement. And, uh, you know, like she finishes her thing. She gets off of the stage or the table. Next girl gets up, does the same thing. Next girl gets up, does the same thing. The final girl gets up and her show is a little different. Right. It was actually the girl that I had chosen at the from the beginning, and she was the most. I mean, the one that Rick had chosen from the beginning, right? And she she was the most beautiful one. Okay, and uh, you know, she had a sort of different uh, plan, right, in place. So she gets up there, and she grabs like a glass that mm-hmm. would be used for whiskey. Mm-hmm. She scoops some ice with it, and she puts it at the bottom of, like, her hairy Asian muff. Right. And she (laughs) grabs a bottle of whiskey, and she opens it and starts pouring it down her neck. And so it's, like, streaming through her breasts and down her stomach and down her... No shit. ...muff and into the cup. (gasps) What? like a pro and she fills up this cup with whiskey and then she does like a sexy walk on the table Uh to mr park and she proceeds to feed it to him yeah and he downs it like a boss what like the whole this whole cup the full cup of whiskey yeah like this was not his first rodeo oh my gosh and so rick you lucky bastard rick you lucky bastard i love that guy <laughs> yeah and uh, i want to see this like just to experience yeah, this yeah. yeah and and so and so rick is like wow that was like the most amazing slash gross yeah. thing i've ever seen in my life <laughs> and uh and, and so so rick just goes along with it you know and uh you know she finishes her show or whatever like that and and uh rick uh starts to you know tie up his shoes and put back on his jacket and mm-hmm. everything like that like they're getting ready to go all these guys are like tightening up their ties and mm-hmm. rick is just like hey mr park that uh that was <laughs> a quite really a show cool experience like r- thank you yeah and mr park was like hey rick it's not over man like um when when uh when your girlfriend comes back here to get you you know you're gonna go to like a special room and he's like and i'm gonna go to a special room too right and uh maybe we won't meet each other again so can you get back home all right 
And Rick was like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, sure. Right, yeah, like, whatever the fuck that yeah, means. Yeah, sure, man. Mr. Cryptic. I had a great time, but, yeah. uh, <laughs> yeah, man, I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so, uh, the way Rick tells it, uh, this old lady comes in and hands him a tray with like all these things on it, like waters and yeah. juices and condoms right. and lube and right. uh, things like that. And points him <laughs> to the end of the hall. Yeah. So Rick goes down to the end of the hall and uh, opens the door and his girl is in there. Mm-hmm. And the listeners know what happens from there. Right. Uh, but anyway, Rick comes out of that room. Sun's out. Yeah. Uh, it's in the morning. Of course, he has class in a couple of hours. Right. But uh, he sends a text message to Vincent, the guy that didn't come out that night. Right. And he says... Vincent, uh, you fucked up. You fucked up. <laughs> and he says, uh, consider Korea conquered. Yeah. Oh, shit. What did Vincent say? Well, did he Vincent tell you what Vincent was said? pissed. Oh shit! Yeah. From what I heard from Rick. Yeah. Damn. Man, I gotta get Rick on the show, man. Rick, Rick. God damn, bro. Rick. Rick is way cooler than me. Yeah. He needs to be on the show. Yeah. Jesus. How do I get Rick? Next time I need to get his number. His yeah, yeah. I'll give you Rick's number after. That sounds amazing. He and I'm sure he has. But how good, how good uh, of a story is that? That is fucking great. I was so thankful when yeah. Rick told me that story. I I'm actually curious if there if there is like the opposite. You know, if there's mm-hmm. like Korean guys just like ready and lined up. Mr. Parks telling that story on another podcast yeah. right now. <laughs> he really is. He's with yeah. the the uh, yeah. you know the Ajuma. Yeah, that was at the. Well, that's what I'm curious soldier. about. I wonder if there is actually like rich Ajumas. I don't think. I right? don't think. And they just get like a bunch of like Korean guys, like sexy Korean guys, and they just have like whiskey going down their chest to their penis, which by the way doesn't sound comfortable at all. You know, and they're just like sucking it off, I guess. Yeah, 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 yeah. That sounds. I'm curious. Well, did I ever tell you? Also, I go to this Jim Jalan right here, right? Yeah. This, for those of you who don't know, Jim Jalan is like a sauna, right? It's like a place where you can go do like a hot baths and cold baths and massage shop like baths and shit like that. So in the male version or in the male area of the Jim Jalan, there's like a statue of like this girl, right? Who is essentially like the epitome of like a regular. I'm not going to say regular. Average white girl, right? And she's just there and she has like, she has like this toga on. So I would say like maybe this like average Greek white girl, like this, whatever it may be. And she has like this toga on, like one of, one side of her toga is like down. So you can kind of see like one of her breasts and like the other one is like hidden. Yeah. Right. And she's like looking down and she looks like really, it's like a really pretty statue. So I'm every time I go to the gym, I always look at that. I'm like, hmm, I wonder if there is something similar on the girl's side of the Jim Jalan, right? Right. Maybe they have some, like, you know, hot, whatever, Greek god, right? And he's just, like, he's just got nice abs and, you know, whatever, whatever a nice penis is considered, you know. Um, so maybe they have that, right? So out of curiosity, I asked my, <laughs> I asked my supervisor, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, hey, you know, we have this on the guy's side. And do you have anything like this, you know, on the girl's side? She was like, no, we don't have any of that. <laughs> and I was like, huh. Interesting. Interesting. Yeah, exactly. So I'm now I'm curious of if, like, maybe there are some similar services 
yeah. for women um, that there are for men. Yeah, I don't know, but uh, I you know I bet Rick knows. And, Fuck uh, man, when we gotta ask up, Rick. When you get him on the pod, yeah, uh, I'm sure Rick, he could clarify. I feel like Rick knows everything. He's had some interesting. Rick is the, like the most interesting man in the world. He he should uh, work for Dosekis. Oh shit! Yeah, yo, I could totally see. Well, when I when I met Rick, I could totally see him on a Dosekis commercial. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like 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 lots of facial hair. Sure, just grown out. Most interesting right? man in Korea. Goddamn right, man. Fucking two beers, two girls on the side, yeah, or two guys, whichever one floats his, <laughs> floats his boat. I guess we don't discriminate. Or, or you could do one of each. We don't know? discriminate here at the Loving Life Podcast. No, not at all, man. Sponsored by Golden Dream Mattresses. <laughs> Golden Dream Mattress. Is that the serious name for it? Yeah. No, it's not. It is. No, leader for the new millennium, bro. Golden Dream. Golden, Golden Dream. Dream. Look at that. Oh shit! You're right. I know I'm right. Yeah, what well, the light? I stay being right. Yeah, golden dream. Yeah, I really should contact them. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I should. <laughs> Yo, golden dream mattresses. <laughs> yeah, hit us up. It's actually funny because my mom was telling me about like getting like uh, sponsors, like local sponsors. Yeah, and I was like, Mom, my Korean is shit. How do you expect me to go into a, like a restaurant or any business and just say, do you want to sponsor this foreigner's podcast? Yeah. You know, like with a language that I, is obviously not, clearly not my first language or second language or third language for that matter. And I barely know anything. Like, there's just no way it's going to happen. But she if it like, gets big enough, it won't matter what language you speak. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> so. However, I will tell you this much, though. Um, I, I actually thought of an alternative uh, to this podcast and when i say an alternative i really mean that like i wanted to do this podcast and i want to do it with koreans so i want koreans to come on this show and kind of do it in korean right like a korean podcast essentially so i need to find like a korean host right and then he would he or she doesn't matter would invite other koreans to kind of do pretty much the same thing that we're doing now but in korean Right? right, and then we would publish it, you know, through like a Korean podcast channel or whatever, so other people can listen to it. That's not a bad idea. It's not a bad idea at all, and I actually want to do that. I just don't know how to go about it, um, because apparently podcasting in Korea is not really a popular thing. It's not thing. huge yet. Yeah, but it will be. It will be. It will be. So oh, it'll it will be humongous. Yeah. So what I and I, and I don't and and I wanted to be completely in Korean, right? I wanted to be in their in their native language, like this is their country. So, and I think it would be really cool. And what we would do is we would just like put, we would obviously just do the same thing. It would just be in Korean. And would and for whoever wants to listen to the show in Korean, we'll just do it in Korean. They would just come here and use the equipment and uh, do the show in Korean. Mm. Yeah. Same title and everything. Yeah. Yeah. And then what I was thinking was doing the same exact thing to every country that I visit. That's, so when yeah, I go to tight. Latin America, people would do it in Spanish. Yeah. Right. Or whatever their you know the language is, but I'm pretty sure it's Spanish. And then the same thing for Europe. Like I go to Europe, and they can do it in German, and they can do it in French, and they can do it in Italian, for example, and they can sure. do it in you know whatever you know Kazakh or you you know Russian or whatever it may be. And the same thing for Africa, you know. So it would just be kind of like a Kazakh. Is that the language of Kazakhstan? Yeah, Kazakhstan. Oh yeah. shit. Yeah. So. Um, which, from what I've been told, is different from Russian. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, of course it is. But so uh, I've just like, never seen anybody give that particular language. Yeah, the due it's deserved. Yeah. Well, I have a friend slash 
amazing woman named Myra. I won't say her last name. We went to school together. And she's from Kazakhstan. I feel like Jamel wants to get with Myra, but anyway, let's continue. Myra's like another mom to me. Okay. But she is a... Like a mom that you want to get with. Not exactly. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right, all right. Not exactly. No, Myra is a beautiful soul and a beautiful woman and an extremely intelligent woman. Um, she's from Kazakhstan and yeah, Kazakh is a language, just like Uzbekistan, Uzbek is a language, but most of them in that area know Russian, right? Russian is just a known language and it's used prominently in some ways. Um, so that is used. However, they do have their local language as well. Sure. So yeah, with that being said, I know that I didn't, I wasn't really too aware of that. Like I knew that there were local languages, but I didn't know that there was a Kazakh language and there's an Uzbek language and there's Ukrainian language, obviously. But of course, Russian is still like a prominent language there that's used there so yeah myra's amazing shout out to myra people know what's up myra <laughs> i actually kind of hope actually um unfortunately her daughter was here um not too long ago but i had work and i couldn't get away to meet her so yeah. i hope that one day i'm able to meet her daughter and then of course i hope that myra comes to korea one day and i can you know, show her around. Yo, Myra, come out to Korea one day. We'll take care of you. Yeah, we'll take care of you. And when I say we, me and all my shitty friends. Yeah. Including Nick and yeah. maybe Rick. Maybe Rick. Maybe Ma- Rick. You might be lucky enough for Rick to join. <laughs> although he's very busy. <laughs> Hanging out with like fucking Mr. Pa- What's his name? Mr. Mr. Park? Park. Yeah, Mr. Park. Don't yeah. ever forget about Mr. Park. Yeah, that guy sounds amazing. I want to party with him. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people want to party with Mr. Park. Yeah. Uh, I just want to party. I don't want to do the extra shit. It's not something that happens yeah. a lot. but I don't want to do the extra shit. I just want to sit back and observe yeah. like, the party. Like That's what I want to do. Yeah, me too. I want to hang out with that guy. I've never had the pleasure. Yeah. But Rick has. and yeah. uh, Sounds I, amazing. Man, I envy Rick. Yeah. Damn. Lucky dude, man. Fucking guy. Yeah. And again, it's like one of those things. Like I can, I already know some people who will listen to this will judge it, which is perfectly fine. That's perfectly fine. However, it does sound like an amazing experience. You know, I I like Rick. I like Rick. Yeah, I understand the people that don't. Yeah, Uh, absolutely. Yeah, but no, personally, I I do. I think he's a good guy. Yeah, and 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 if honestly, if the situation were flipped, I would still want to experience it. Yeah. If you if you exchange or if you substitute those girls with guys, right, and the Ajashis were Ajimas, I would still want to experience it. Like, you know, I would still I would totally like to just sit back and observe the interactions there. Sure. You know, for sure. So sure. that's just me, but maybe I'm wrong, you know. So was there anything else you were wanting to ask, uh, Jamel? Or what do you I actually I think that's at? it, man. We hit we hit our warm-up topic. We hit our passions. Or we hit passions. Your... We hit bucket lists. We hit, we hit, we hit the cool stories. Cool stories. Yeah. I think that's it, man. Anything else you want to talk about? I'm good. All right, I'm man. Good. So I have to start doing this, apparently. I have to start exiting out of the Loving Life podcast. Thank you very much, Nick, for coming on. My pleasure. I appreciate it, man. We're going to go get some food, right? Let's do it. I'm hungry, too. Yeah. So. <laughs> All right, sounds good, man. All right, thanks a lot. I appreciate it. And uh, yeah, man, everybody, uh, comment and let me know what you think of Nick's episode. Nick is a cool guy.
But more importantly, Golden Dream <laughs> mattresses. <laughs> contact us. Yeah, contact us for Golden Dreams for this mattress that I never use. Actually, one person is using it. That's it. I've never slept on this mattress. Oh, that's cool. Bro. I had a friend of mine over. He's a Canadian guy, and uh, he spends it a couple of nights here. And he uh, Canadians don't like good mattresses. I think oh, he liked yeah, it actually. Okay. okay. No shit. No, there's two people. I'm sorry, okay. there's two people. I think they enjoy the mattress. It's a nice mattress. I just don't like it. I wanted a bigger one. I'm so all right. All right. Don't get me wrong, dude. Did you know? Okay, so you know this, right? Like match, like queen size mattresses in America are expensive as fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But mattresses here, like queen, I bought this queen size mattress, no joke, for like two hundred and maybe like fifteen dollars total. Uh, like, I feel like, it, I feel like that's standard. I don't know. That's what would it be in in this? But state? in America, but like, I haven't been there in like eight years. So. Eight, like eight hundred dollars minimum. Jesus Christ! For like a shitty, Why? for like a shitty Why? queen size mattress. You know, by like a, by, by the a, way, I yeah. had uh, I had an interview. Yeah. At uh, I think it was Mattress Firm. Yeah. I didn't get hired. Really? That was part of the reason I came out here. Yeah. Well, that's good. good I thing. could have been a supervisor. Yeah. At Mattress Firm. But uh, it didn't work out, and then I wound up being an English professor in Korea. That's good, man. That sounds like it worked out in your favor. <laughs> 100 percent dude don't be wrong 100 percent. when when i graduated they, they said uh yeah we we just don't know if you have uh enough experience yeah and uh, well i was like well you know suck my dick uh <laughs> we're selling mattresses yeah, what kind of experience so, do you need during that so How many- I, I mean yeah i i've slept on mattresses before yeah uh other than that no. Yeah, okay, maybe. Well, how many people really have experience selling mattresses? Yeah, I, it's a small I don't know. I was, I was like, yeah, I feel like you're you're really limiting your, uh, your hiring pool. Yeah. <laughs> totally agree. <laughs> Only with that. people that have sold tons of mattresses before? Totally agree with that. Dude, don't don't get me wrong. Like I went through my fair share of like denials of jobs when i was an undergrad and grad school yeah you know we don't feel like we you have this or you have that and you have this and you have that and actually it was through that experience that i realized i was like you know what i didn't really want that job anyway you know realistically speaking i did not want that job i did not want to do that like i just hindsight yeah in hindsight there, there was one or two jobs that i really wanted but i didn't get um and actually there was one job there's a funny story for you not funny but interesting there was this job that i actually originally got the person told me that I had the job. And then we went through like an extra interview process. Uh, when I say extra interview process, I had an interview with somebody else, but I didn't know it was an interview. I thought it was more of an introduction. Yeah. And then through that introduction slash interview, the uh, the owner of the, the organization actually told me, he was like, nah, we can't, we can't do this. And I was like, but you already hired me. Like you already told me you want me to bring me onto your team. We were supposed to do this. We were just, it was just a matter of like figuring out the minor details. And uh, he was like, no, we just can't make it happen. After that happened, I was like, you know what? That was the only job that I really wanted to do of all the other jobs that I've actually interviewed for. And now that it didn't work, I was like, you know what? Maybe this is a sign. And again, going back to the signs that maybe I should not be here. Maybe I just need to be abroad again. And I just need to be in a completely different context, completely different culture, 
and just go from there and see what happens. And then I just started applying to just TESOL jobs. Yeah. You know? And I got jobs in Taiwan and I got jobs in um, China, of course, and I got jobs in Korea and, and other countries. Kazakhstan, actually. My friend Myra okay. hooked me up, you know. But Korea. Yo, what's up, Myra? Yeah. <laughs> China was actually a huge, like a really big option. And actually, China was paying more money. But after I consulted my friends, they were like, you know what? Just go to, dude, go to Korea. Yeah. Go to Korea. Go to Korea. So I was like, okay. I, I heeded their advice and, and I don't, you know regret it at all so here i am yeah, yeah man. man but we'll talk more about it later but anyways nick thank you very much for coming out i appreciate it to the yeah, man. podcast absolutely i hope to have you on again on sometime and for sure. uh dude we gotta have rick on sometime man rick you could be like a third party we gotta get yeah, you like a we second get, we, uh, like, <laughs> we need one more microphone yeah <laughs> we're gonna have rick on with yeah. me and then it'll be ballin you can call him out on his shit like nick oh, nick Tell Rick about that one time you bro, told me. Bro, yeah. don't even get me started on Rick yeah. until we have him in here. Yeah. Really? Like, uh, <laughs> I, I'm going to fuck that dude up. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, we need one more microphone. Does Rick do jujitsu at all? He does. Oh, does he? He does. Okay, I was about to say, like, if he doesn't, if he doesn't, yeah. if, if he, he doesn't, doesn't if I he just doesn't share stories, he can choke his ass when out. He, when he starts fucking up. And then as soon as he wakes up, you can be like, listen, you're going to tell the story? I'm going to choke yeah. you out again, bro, bitch. Hey, man. Yeah. Don't fuck with me. <laughs> I'm a blue belt. What is it? One strike? Blue belt. One strike. One strike. Seven blue. years. Actually, you know, uh, to be perfectly honest. Yeah. I'm a three strike blue belt. Right. Uh, But I do a lot of laundry. Yeah. And. The other stripes just disappeared. Like, stripes <laughs> fall off after you've uh, That's washed yeah. a, a belt so many times. Yeah. And so, like, right now, I'm a one strike blue belt. But I'm a three-stripe blue belt. Okay. <laughs> I just don't bother to put on the stripes again. Like, what am I? I like, I don't give a fuck. Yeah, I don't give a shit. I yeah. don't care. I wouldn't care either. But I'll tell you what. If you're a purple belt. Watch out. I'll choke you out. <laughs> I'll choke you out. Shout out to Paul. <laughs> Shout out to Paul. <laughs> hey. Coming Paul, after you. Paul Gilman. Yeah. I'll choke you out. <laughs> I hope he listens to this. I hope so too. And I and I hope he. Comes I hope he listens all the way through. Yeah, cause I'll choke you out. Yeah, and uh, it, it's not gonna be, it's not gonna be pleasant. Yeah, watch him fuck you up next time. Yeah, just for talking shit. Well, he can try. Yeah. <laughs> all right, man. Sounds good. Thanks a lot for coming, man. We'll end it here. Yeah, man. Peace. All right, man, sounds good. Oh shit! Where is the fucking mouth? Oh, here it is. Wait.